Welcome to the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode 180. Wow, 180. I know. 20, sweet, 20 away, man. Sweet justice. Wow. Here we go. Hey, man, yeah, it's around the corner. It's July, right? It's, it's July. We are, we are celebrated. We just had Canada Day. You guys have Independence Day. I yeah, mean, yeah. this is... This is the weekend. Today would be Return of the Living Dead and Jaws. I mean, those are the those are the movies that take place on the weekend. And if you're yeah. like a, a you the know, bay. it depends because they're the horror fans that are like, those are what we're watching this weekend. And there's the ones that will go out of their way not to watch either of those this weekend because no one tells me what to watch and when to watch it. <laughs> it's like watching a Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th, right? I think... Well, I think everyone pretty much goes with the flow in the horror community. I think that people, they do it. Just the same way they all watch Joe Bob together on a Friday night, and it's an event, and, and they they always watch when somebody dies. They always watch a movie that, you know, in, in tribute to them. Everyone seems to watch. Here's how I know. I always knew because of, you know, just being in where we're at. But, I mean, I see it now on Letterboxd because they have popular with friends. Then you go on there like I – because I'm an idiot, it didn't strike me at first. But I'm sitting there yesterday, and I went on Letterboxd, and it's a popular with friends. Which, by the way, is one of the ways I search for new movies. I see people are watching a movie, I click on it, and then I get my own research. But I let you guys test them for me first. So, <laughs> full transparency. You you guys are the guinea pigs. <laughs> hey, they, if they, hey, if they want to be impatient, then... then, then, then other, you know, that should be like an expression. Other people's impatience... Benefits the patient man, or something along what, that. What way. are you, anyway. Confucius returns? That's a fortune cookie. I think I got last <laughs> week at McDonald's. Confucius is what I would be. <laughs> so fucking Confucius. Confucius. So, <laughs> Confucius. Um. So now, what the hell was I gonna say? Okay. All right, oh. So I'm seeing the movies people are watching, right? And it just strikes me, and that's yesterday. And so yesterday was like Saturday. And I see Uncle Sam there. I'm like, why the fuck are people watching that piece of shit? And then, uh, oh, 4th of July weekend, 4th of July. Maybe it played on Joe Bob. I don't know. That is possible. Nine times out of ten, when I see popular among friends, and it's an old movie, and it's just like random movie. like. <laughs> well, I do skip it, but I mean, I've seen it before. So it's like Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker, or Pieces. Like some random thing is all of a sudden popular almost every time. It's because it played on the Joe Bob Show Friday. That's the answer to that to that question. So that show's maybe popular, just right? maybe. <laughs> I know people That's love it. I I just have not I gotten into it. I have no nothing against it. I've never watched it. Okay. Never. Oh, you'd like it, man, because because Joe I, Bob's got so much knowledge. It's fucking good yeah. shit. I mean, he you know it, you know what Joe Bob will do for me, and I don't watch it live because I'm doing other stuff Friday night. I'm not gonna. It's okay. I have another. I have a whole situation Friday night. You, I've, I've talked about it for years, right? And it's not watching Joe Bob, which is fine. But I will catch up on those shows. And the thing is, if I'm not in the mood to watch a movie, like for example, Mother's Day, I've never seen the movie Mother's Day. I put it off for years. Thought it was goofy. Didn't like to look at whatever it was. I blew it off. Now we're doing the 1980 thing for 22 shots, so I had to. So on Mother's Day this year. I see that it's there on Joe Bob. I'm like, well, I'm not too enthused about this whole Mother's Day movie, so let me. <laughs> Joe Bob is going to make it. It's going to be longer. It's going to be a two-hour and 20-minute experience as opposed to a 90, but I'm going to have the Joe Bob wisdom in between the cuts, and he makes it more enjoyable, and that that's what I'll do. So, But I will catch up. But anyway, Uncle Sam, uh, it, it's a piece of shit. But if you like it, you know. <laughs> To each their own, right? You can't say that. I called the movie a piece of shit. You, you jumped down my throat. 
And I think it well, oh, was a human is, centipede uh, series. Oh, yeah, right. Which human legitimately centipede. has, like, shit. <laughs> True. But they're not bad. They're not bad. What's the word? They're not made like a piece of shit. Like, it's like no, people that, say, well, this funny is enough, this you're the right. whole best yeah. and better and favorite. They always like to look at a movie that's, that's well, well made and say, oh, this is a better movie because it's better made. Like, you know what I'm saying? Look at these two movies. Which one's better? Or this is my, you know, a lot of times that figures into the their you know not argument but the, in the discussion like okay it's a better movie and a lot of times what they're saying is that you know it's a better movie because it's how can you compare video violence to fucking Silence of the Lambs you know what I mean yeah. automatically you're gonna say well Silence of the Lambs is a better Wait, movie video well, violence one movie. or two are there two I I think there is or that joke in the horror community will just bomb. And people will eviscerate me, eviscerate me, and whatever the hell. Yeah, it's been a long, it's been a long time. I haven't talked to anybody in ages. Right. I've been cooped up. Uh, we, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Cooped. Well, that's why I, we're not here. That's why we haven't been here, by the way. we I guess we, we could address that whole, you know. Oh, I was going to blow yeah. right over it. We got to say something. It's full transparency as always. You know what I mean? It's just that we're doing the best we can, but the circus is back in town. The, the Everything's fucking rocking and rolling in Christian's world, you know? Yeah. Funny thing is, I'm Back more up, free yeah. right now because cause the wife is gone half the time, and usually on weekends. So here I am, and it's like, well, free it, it's a good thing I'm doing summer series this year. I do it every year, but I, I keep telling those guys, yeah, I'm cool on Sundays, whatever. I mean, not, not Sundays. I tell them Saturdays because I can't do Sundays because of this show. So I say Saturdays, I'm cool, I'm cool. I don't have to worry about because most of the time she's not here. So I get like, okay. Now I can do two podcasts a week, a few weeks during the month. Although this month we might not even be doing a whole lot. So initially we said we were going to try to do four this month to make up for last month. Because uh, this should have been a BS episode by now. This because it's the mm-hmm. first of the month. So we usually do it. And we were trying to do this. Everybody seemed, you guys are awesome as always. You guys seem very, you know, you, you took the news okay and said have fun and whatever. And so you guys, nobody gave a shit. I don't know if anyone left. We'll, we'll see. But... <laughs> You know, so the plan was to do the four this this month, but we were talking before the show, and Christian still has things going on. He, he, he's, you know, it's it is what it is. He's a I was always man. worried about July, um, June. Right. I thought we'd be able to squeak through, but it was the stupid scheduling of the thing. It screwed up two Sundays, so that that's the reason yeah. why June ended up getting fucked, or we would have been fine, and we would have right. we could squeak out possibly get uh, our three but it's going to be it's going to be a tough month so b- bear with us yes chris we're fleecing you mr fleece is what we're going to call him now <laughs> mr fleece yeah yeah <laughs> poor bastard i know we hate to fleece him he, you know <laughs> he he's that's his sort, sort of self-description because of that that uh message from uh three or four years whatever it was like years ago before we went patron oh, exclusive i think so it was a while ago Oh, oh, it was a yeah. callback. That, it was a callback. So now the joke is because we've all become good friends and everything like that through the show is that he'll reference that whenever we're uh, fucking him. <laughs> See, I forgot that. See, that that was so just that, that had me so distraught at the time that I completely blocked out. It's like trauma. I, I never dealt with it. I blocked it out. I was like, someone's insulting. I feel fucking awful because I'm so sensitive about that shit because I never yeah. want to fucking hold back especially when there's a paid subscription you know what i mean that's so I why, like, oh uh, man that's why you use this book as toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> Toilet paper. <laughs> never no yeah. chance 
Oh fuck! I do have to get back to the book though. Thanks for reminding me. I really yeah. do. I, I I started off like hot and heavy for the first two three chapters, and then I started. I went down the YouTube rabbit hole again on some things, and I started doing that. You know what? I, now here's what I've been doing. Here's the problem. I'm so addicted to this fucking MB thing that when I go on Here the show now, yeah, I'm there. I am looking to see what movies are dropping, looking to see what's been suggested, looking to see what's on there that I haven't requested adding yet, and I'm just you know. I got. I got to chill out. It does become addictive because no streaming issues it. since then. No lag, no problem no. since then. Everything's great on my television. Everything. And here's the funny thing: he was offering the same lifetime subscription for Plex, and because I was always Plex before, and I thought the interface was easy and everything else, until it started slowing down. I was like, well, you know what? Maybe I'll do. Maybe I'll drop the, this and get Plex. But here's the thing: I haven't had any issues in a while with it. So last night. I was trying to watch this whole story with Last House on the Left. I try. I was three different ways to watch Last House on the Left, and I had the physical media, and I'll explain later. But at one point, I went to Christian's Plex. Sure enough, I start watching Last House on the Left. In a minute or two in, I get that fucking the circle of death, and the fucking <laughs> shit pauses. And I said, "Fuck you, Plex." Backed out, and I said, "That's it. There's no way I'm sticking with this MB thing because at least this doesn't do this to me. The only thing MB does is has that one. If you rewind." Or fast forward, you have to. You it, it sometimes has trouble coming back from that. But I figured out it's a quick thing. You just go out and then you go resume play and it's fine. But so other than I, that, you know. I just looked it up for the first time, honestly, because you've been talking about it for a couple of shows. I just looked it up and it looks like it's just Plex. It's just a different Plex. It says you take your media anywhere with MB. So it's the exact same thing, just a a, a different server or a different. Yeah, option. but it, it, but it the operates is, the same way. It looks like my Plex immediately goes right to him because he's the only guy I subscribe to. So there's no like right. Pardon me, MB. There's no like regular MB there. Like there is a Plex. I mean, there might be, but my thing is 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 designed that as soon as I turn on my turn it on my phone or on my television, I open the MB and it basically just takes me because he's the only guy I sub to. Just his page. So it's almost like this guy created his own Netflix, so to speak. He's got his own thing right there, mm -hmm. and he's got his whole library, and it's very easy interface to see. So it's, you know, it just works better that way. And, you know, sometimes it slows down because it's so massive, but, like, some people that I know, like you and, like, Damien and, like, uh, Dave Parker have all these extensive libraries, and when you go through them and you're trying to go through A, B, C, it's it takes a real fucking long time for shit to refresh and, oh. and stuff like that. And then on Plex... I do this thing where I always change it to original quality, original quality, because otherwise the convert automatically it's less than HD. And if you want to get HD or better, you go, you have to go to this thing, play original quality, and then it redoes it. And then sometimes you do that, it'll say something about you don't have enough internet to, to stream. Not enough internet. I forgot what it said, but it says something. You've you're having streaming internet. difficulties. Some information shit. highway but ends here. <laughs> Sorry. Something happens on Plex where it says I can't play the title. The warning. I'm, you know what? I don't have their problem with Envy. So you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna stick with what I know, and I'm all on that shit. Watch it. And I'm adding movies. I'm adding fucking ridiculous movies too, like fucking obsession movies. No, but a lifetime movie or two. How about that one? Of all fucking things. Well, hold on. Just two <sighs> of them. Dude, but, you're killing but me. They're highly regarded. But they're highly regarded. Listen though. Which one of them was lifetime movies highly regarded? Hold on now. I okay. I have a, a, a what do you call it? A guilty pleasure, and my guilty pleasure are these obsessed fucking movies. When somebody gets obsessed about somebody, uh, you know, like uh, single white female or fucking fatal attraction, like oh yeah, 
Shit like that, but only the good ones. There's only it's like slashers. There's only so many good ones, and there's a lot of shitball fillers mm-hmm. that are just like knockoffs of those. But I like the good ones, and there's no even like that movie, The Gift, that came out a couple years ago. I yeah. fucking love that. That was a good Dude, movie. Yeah. I think it's, it's excellent. You know, yeah. one hour photo. You know what I mean? I just love movies where somebody. It's like a guilty pleasure. I love it. It's better when it's like a, like like that movie Ma. There's another one, like a romantic situation, and in half the time turns into something else. Those are probably my favorite ones. So they were talking about one of them. I did a list, and I was looking at all these different movies and, and, and obsession thrillers and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And anyone that I couldn't get my hands on, I yeah. fucking have been requesting. So one of them I did request, and it was uh, it was highly it's, regarded. What the fuck's her name? You I'll tell you right the, now. the server yet? What the fuck is this guy? Melissa Joan Hart is in it, the chick from fucking uh, – what's that shit? Is that her, Melissa Joan? Sabrina? Was she in this movie? Hold on, I gotta see if this is. Oh, she see, she makes tons of these fucking movies. Well, there's some TV movies. Yeah, it's a girl that was in um, Sabrina in the in the whatever what was it the nineties the the early two thousands Teenage Witch. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. Never yeah. watched it. Don't know. I I don't, I don't know. I've never I'm sure watched I know it her by her face, but I don't. I didn't even know her name. I wouldn't. I no clue. I'm pulling a you no, no, here. I, no clue. It's okay. I've never seen the fucking movie. Or, or the or whatever uh, the show, the Teenage Witch. The only Sabrina I ever saw was the one that came out the last couple of years, which I I quite enjoyed. But anyway, like it, Poison it Ivy? Her, as a matter of fact, I added Poison Ivy one through three. It was already on the MB. But you know, here's the reason why the three women that play the parts. Okay, Drew Barrymore. That's the best one apparently. I just want to see because it's a good movie. I'm not really attracted to her that way. But the <laughs> second way. one. Well, the second one has what's her name, Alyssa, Alyssa Milano. Milano. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and the third has fucking Jamie Presley. Who, holy fuck! I just want to see these girls acting acting badass and doing bad things, you know. But so I added this one, and I wish I could find it. But I was listening to the podcast. I was listening to uh, what do you call it? Slumber Party Massacre. And on Slumber Party Massacre, they were talking about um, stalker films. So some of these skirt horror and some of these are fucking straight up horror and they're different thing, you know. So they were talking about and one of the movies that they brought to the table was a movie called um hold on. Let's see, latest movies archive. Okay. It was star Stalking Laura. And I wanna say it was a lifetime movie. I don't know for sure, but it's a thriller and it starred Brooke Shields, Richard Thomas, and it was like nineteen ninety-three era. So so I had that one added. I had some other one added called Chuck and Buck, and this is about two guys. <laughs> and um, what the? Hell? I wish I could remember that 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 one with what's her name in it. And it could, it might not even be Clarissa. It might be that other girl. Remember, does that, remember that show? Clarissa explains it all. No, or no. It was a no. Nickelodeon show. Okay, no. I got to see if she, if Melissa Joan Hart was in Clarissa explains it all. Hold on, <laughs> is this the same person or not? It is. Okay, so it's definitely starring her. Okay. You, That's how you're full-fledged having a conversation with yourself right now. You're asking questions and answering them yourself. It's hilarious. I love it. But <laughs> It's my fucking brain. That's how my brain works like all the time. It's terrible, dude. I'm sitting That's there. Fun. That's how I think. I'm walking up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I like that, too, occasionally, too. So I guess I can't really complain, but it's funny to, to see. But, no, I. it's funny that you had this thing because I went through that, too. I went back in the video rental days. I'd go into the thriller section when I felt like I had exhausted 
the horror movies I really wa- that were available that I I wanted to see. I'd go into the thriller section and get. Ser- I was always obsessed with the serial killer, like not slasher, but like the ones that were like Silence of the Lambs. That's right, like Jennifer Eight. Now, these are like more like A movies. Jennifer Eight, who <laughs> <laughs> or what I should say? <laughs> she she ate Kelly who. <laughs> Jennifer Eight, Kelly like who. Jennifer A. Kelly, who? That'd be a movie right there. That'd be on Pornhub or something. Jennifer A. Um, I mean, single white female fit into that as well. But it, there was yeah. um, there was a lot of the bedroom eyes, one and two. I think there was two of those uh-huh. as well. Uh, there was like, oh, there's a, yeah, a little, because they knew they would rent. They typically had, you know, decent enough cover. Some of them were dog shit as well. But enough to lure you in and like, I, I want to try it out. That's why I rented uh, all those Relentless movies. Relentless 1 through 4. I know, I don't know what that is. See, that's what I'm uh, saying. William, uh, I think the guy that directed, if, I, if it's the same. No, I don't think. No, it wasn't William Lustig. That, he did the Relentless, at least Relentless 1. I don't think he was responsible for directing any of the other ones. But wow. yeah, they were, they were tackled on. And then it was like, yeah, it was a, it was a. Why can't I think of his name all of a sudden? Uh, Amazing Grace comes sit on my face. Leo Rossi. Uh, he was the detective. Oh, and so then it, after every movie was a different serial killer that he was going after. Oh, interesting. So, okay, serial killer shit. Yeah. I dig it. I just yeah. love those thrillers where it's like an obsessive. Like somebody gets spurned like romantically. Those are the best ones, I think. But sometimes <laughs> this not even doesn't have to be romantic. Like Ma wasn't romantic at all. She thought she had a friendship. Same thing with the gift. That's great too. You think you have a friendship with someone, but behind your back, there's a little bit of mockery or something's going on. You know what I mean? And then they find out and they, they flip out. Something about those kind of movies. And to me, and I've said this I know on the show recently, but... I, re- I really have been thinking about it. Those are more horror to me than a lot of these other movies that you see on end of your list half the time. That that like I say, like like I say, what's what's the word? Um, they're horror adjacent or they're what's the other word they use? Fringe horror. The, the, fringe yeah. or well, you it turns horror in the third act. To you're me, you're right though. It's kind of like horror. a slasher. Sorry for I cut you off there right. uh, again. No, not at all. But I think that's why we like them because there's a that element of slasher. Yeah. You know, usually instead of a mass killer, it's just an obsessed person and they go out. Now, usually there's an animal killed and or a boyfriend or good friend or, or a neighbor. <laughs> See, now a Lifetime movie could be watchable if they did uh, just one or two hardcore things in there. Like they did kill somebody's pet. Like anal penetration. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I don't want to watch a Lifetime movie. To me, they'd be too tame because these movies are usually rated R. You know what I mean? So they're not like not you know supposedly for the squeamish that you know they're 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 pg or pg-13 even so it's like okay you know there's some stuff going down but in the lifetime movies they're probably only going to do so much but occasionally like i said if one comes higher high rated enough i will take a look at it man it's gonna drive me nuts that i can't remember that freaking movie with that girl in it son of a bitch and it might end up even being a complete piece of shit but i'm just i just went on this list and and i was trying to find different movies you know that that were like these, you know, and that I hadn't seen because, like I said, it's just. And on top of it, you know what I miss? I, we haven't talked about it for years, but I still miss the IMDb message boards. Oh I, man, I miss them. I'm shocked that they they're still gone. You figured they'd bring them back because I guess at the end of the day, there's a lot of negativity 
like everything internet wise and there's probably a lot of people yeah. like this sucks this actor sucks you know etc etc but i used to like for that this exact reason there were times where i was like i remember minute details i mean you have an actual actress i could even remember the performers in the movie i just described the scene that i remember haunting me as a kid and i remember putting it out there right and someone told me what the movie was and it was that movie and it wasn't even a horror movie at all it was uh i think it's, it was called his name is jonah or something with james woods or whatever but i remember this kid was kind of disturbed and he took his brother's like spider-man and put it in the oven and then shut oh. the oven door and like like melted uh, the, the i just remember that i guess as a kid that was freaky to me <laughs> or something dude i like those <laughs> movies too like that movie the paper boy because we just yeah. watched it for 94 about the, the good kid son. who gets, you know. And, yeah, the good sense. I'm saying those Paper two. Boy, yeah. It could even be anybody creepy like that. You know what I mean? Like now I'm on this list and I think I found it. Like the boy next door, I never watched it. J-Lo's in it. I never watched it. Um, what else? Oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm still not going to watch. Lolita. That's that, Lolita has a reputation. It's really not what it is because I just watched it recently and it's that like Sleeping with the Enemy's good. The girl on the train. What is this movie? Fear. There's another good one. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Mark Alyssa Wahlberg. Milano too with uh, Alicia Silverstone and uh, Alyssa Milano and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Fear. No, it's not Alicia. It's um, it's not um, it's it's what's her name? It's Reese Witherspoon. Oh, Reese Witherspoon. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. oh, she was in Crush. Alicia Silverstone Crush was, is Alicia. was Crush, Correct. I think. Yeah, and, and Terry yeah. from uh, uh, Nightmare 3. There was a time, there was like, there was a time when all these movies came out, The Temp, Crush, Fear, they're all kind of like, uh, yeah, I guess, thrillers. Maybe that's their only link, but it always seemed to be the same thing. The Temp was a, a one I think Tom Holland directed. There you go. The t- uh, See, I, I like these flicks, and I wish I could find it. These are the creepiest. Oh, this might be it. Cold Creek Manor. I never saw that one. Fear. Oh, that's the one. I think uh, Mike. Mike. Is it Mike Figgis or uh, something directed? Mike Figgis. What, what's the director's what name? Oh, I don't know. I'm just going through this list. Okay. I don't um, know what that is. <laughs> no, Figgis. I, I don't know what that. Figgis. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I try to guess his name. I, I thought you were on IMDb. No, I was. A, it was a. What do you call it? It was a fucking. What, it was just like a, a you know thrillers about obsession you know what I'm saying and it, it's just like a, an article somebody wrote I should say you know what I mean it's one of those and I found it and I just I can't find it now but that girl was in it and I can't believe I'm spending all this time thinking about Melissa yeah. Joan Hart's fucking no, thriller no one which can. I haven't watched right and nobody cares Mike Figgis did no direct one. that movie by the way bam holy look at this guy holy fuck <laughs> man did you oh, like Basic Instinct. Man. Did I like Basic Instinct? Yes, but I haven't really watched it in my adult life. You know what I'm saying? I want to look at it now from a different perspective of being the guy that it happens to. Basic Instinct, I was kind of focused on the beaver shot and whatever the fuck else and Sharon Stone herself. Yeah, well, no, and, and that's great, but it's, I remember it's, it's a lot of fun still, but I, I, it's still been years that I've watched it as well. But I think now the director's cut is more readily available because, you know, some of the gore stuff is uh, pretty good because, you know, it's uh, a and, and he doesn't shy away from gore. So like in the killings in the R-rated version were trimmed down, but like the unrated or director's cut, there's it's, like there's two or three that are definitely quite a bit more violent, like I like involving a nice pick and and, and you know, effects that I, I'm almost positive it's uh, Rob Poutine because it's 
really? style. I, I'm almost positive because it's like that you know, fake head, for for lack of a better term, with the eyes closed. That looks exactly like when uh, in RoboCop and Total Recall and all the other ones that he's done, where where yeah, something gets done to it in a quick shot. And yeah, I just remember the director's cut is gory. So if you're going to watch it, it's gorier at the very least. Well, I may even have it on blue. I got to look into it. I, I, I mean, or I may not. I got to look around. But if not, I got to, I got to, you know, suggest it on the MB because I do want to see it now. I that's see, I can watch these movies with the girls too. That's the thing. Like if I'm in the middle of the weekend, like you know, we watched. Uh, here's what we've watched the last three weeks when Irene's been home during the week. We watched all Stranger Things. Then I showed them the Fear Street trilogy, and they loved that. I was like, okay, I can get away with it. After Stranger Things, because during Stranger Things, I don't know if you watch it or not, but they kept saying something about, and they never said it before. They kept saying that, that this town is cursed and this and that. And that got me to fucking Fear Street. I'm like, I think they're taking this from Fear Street. And they're, you know, and I'm talking about it, and they're like, what's Fear Street? I'm like, oh, I mean, you guys would like it. Trust me. So we watched it with them. They really enjoyed that. This past week, we watched a television show, and we banged it out in freaking three day, four days. It's called uh, Dope Sick. You ever hear oh, that's yeah, amazing! One? Yeah, I watched it you, yeah. months ago. It's awesome. I, Disney. I, really? I, I don't know if I didn't bring I'm it up on the show. Out. Yeah, I watched it back in. I watched it over, back in, uh, like March, maybe earlier, because it was on Disney. It was on Disney through their the Star Network or whatever. It's on the Disney Channel. It was awesome. Loved it. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah Michael Michael Keaton. Boom. Yeah, the yes. dude from Midsummer. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, show. totally, man. We banged it out in four Depressing. days, and so yeah. it was two. It was two hours a day because each episode's about an hour. So we watched all that. But I'm always stockpiling certain movies that I know I can get away with. Like I said, Fear Street. I think I suggested okay, and I need to go for it. I can watch that with them. So I have a feeling that some of these thrillers, I they'll be interested in seeing. You know what I mean? So it's like okay, now I got something I want to watch, and now I can share it with them. And, and there you have it. All speaking of this though. Francesca has been asking me for weeks, ever since um, Irene got back into the airlines. Dad, I want to watch the Saw series now. She's never seen any of them, so Ooh. yeah. So, so tonight, she's at that age now because she's a little older. She's sixteen or seventeen. Sixteen. Yeah, now. sixteen. Fresh, yeah. freshly sixteen. Well, end, yeah. end of April. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so she yeah. wants to see. So nice. we might watch part one today, maybe. If there's a lack of episodes for us, maybe I'll put out bonuses and I'll just get her thoughts after each one. I mean, I can't. Definitely. Definitely. We should have actually her and my daughter uh, go back and forth. The downfall is my daughter won't be available either. (laughs) That would have been awesome. But that would have been awesome because she became like a saw aficionado almost. Like she had watched that. Well, we had watched them three times that one year when we actually did the series. Wow. Man. Or whatever it was. It was a lot. But it was it was cool. (laughs) <laughs> well, I have a feeling when she does watch these Saw movies, she'll have questions. And, of course, I'll be there for the answers. So I don't know. So maybe I'll ask – maybe I can convince her to, to come on the mic. She talks about doing it, but then she never – when I ask her to watch movies, she never does. But she's been on top of me about this one. Yeah, when are we going to watch Saw? I'm like, okay, all right. Today we'll watch – you know, we'll watch part one. Tomorrow part two. We'll see what we can do, you know, so. I'd be interested in seeing if she – what her thoughts are, especially in four and five, which universally kind of get more hate. And those are the ones that I just, I'm a sucker for. I find that they're, they're those like ones right in the middle that just, I find them very entertaining and very easy to, oh, to digest. And, and most people yeah. shit down on them. Um, but here's what I watched since we last recorded. Uh, oh boy, this. Oh. 
Oof. Hustle, which was one of the basketball movies that came out. That was great. I called that mm-hmm. like, wow, this is kind of like the Rocky of basketball in a sense. Then A Banquet, which was uh, on Shudder, a horror film. I heard. I, yep. I didn't. I don't know if it made my list. Off Season, which is also on Shudder, horror film. I got the blue. That one. So that's Mickey Keaton's new. Uh, yep. I got new, the blue right film. Okay, cool. Uh, let me know what you think of that, because, again, it, it's. Um, I like it. I liked it too. I li- I didn't love it. I liked it. I thought there was a lot of stuff left out on purpose because maybe they didn't have all the answers even while making it. And I think they just relied on that Silent Hill-esque feeling. But it worked. Mm-hmm. I-, I-, I was quite uh, happy with it. I saw Firestarter, the new one. I, I know you liked it's it, a- man. It was my one of my it's one of my least favorite of the year. I So below a five even. Yeah. Yeah, it it oh. was I was shocked this guy directed The Vigil. I was, like, when I found out it was the same director, I'm like, I can't wait to see this. This felt like a really, you want to talk about Lifetime movie? It felt like a Lifetime movie. I, the acting was okay, except for, for the, it was okay, except for some of, the, one of the, um, one of the, there's a couple of bad actors. I can't, I, I can't recall who. The effects were abysmal. Abysmal. And the pacing and story, uh, I was like, wow, I know this is, Based on a Stephen King thing, but I was just like, wow, they they somehow drained all the life from it. Uh, I was shocked and dumbfounded. Like, I literally couldn't believe that um, I, I, like, both Carrie and I were like, are, are, is this the real movie? <laughs> Seems to be our go-to, <laughs> our go-to critique. But we're like, like, if you told me oh. sci-fi made that, I would not be surprised. And I'm not, this is night, I, I, that's, that's what it felt like to me. Damn, dude. Then, um, what's this one? Oh, Coherence. I've been meaning to watch this for a while. Uh came out like 2013. I hadn't seen it. That was right. interesting. Too, I like that. I, think. I liked it. It was it was interesting to watch. It's and then the I raid, don't know if I saw it. The raid <laughs> two, because I watched the raid that everybody raves about. And I just find both movies are good, but they're just so fucking long. I actually think the raid two is better oh. than the first one. But I I might be, I'm probably in the minority there. Do we um, do that for the show? The raid, the first one, or am I wrong? No, or was because it the pact? We did the pack because the raid is not uh the raid's not like an action Indonesia action uh, flick. Okay. Indonesian, I believe okay. it is. Uh, uh, and then they're no, the guys that directed. Like uh, Indonesia. I think they're the ones that directed that segment we love from VHS two, with the um, cult. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, they did uh, something Gareth, else. Uh, yeah, I know they've done other things. Was they, weren't they the ones that did that Black Queen or, or something? They like might that? have been a Queen of Black Magic. Maybe yeah. that's what they did. I know they did something else I really liked. Then, the, then I watched Rise, which is uh, the other basketball movie Rise. that came out for uh, on uh, on Disney, and that one was amazing. That was great. You're on a basketball uh, kick? Is that what's going uh, on here? Well, I just I like sports movies anyway, but it just happened okay, to be you gotta watch two came out. Hoop Dreams. You can watch yeah. Hoop Dreams and He Got Game and um, Basketball Diaries now. Yeah, I've seen all the, the way back ones. Team Wolf. <laughs> Team Wolf is great. Yeah. You know. Jeez Louise. Uh, what was the uh, last house on the left, obviously, for this show? Fresh. Have you watched Fresh? Early in the year, one of my first watches was Fresh. Yeah. I think it was like my third movie in the year. That was right up my yeah. alley. I really enjoyed that one. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it, yeah. Sisters for this show. Even. Went to see Minions with my wife and son last yesterday. Oh, the new will one. it ever end? I can't <laughs> believe how long they've, they have squeezed juice. From this fucking Despicable Me, the first movie, how much fucking juice they've squeezed out of these godforsaken minions. 
If it was uh, good, if it was good, then it's it's good. It's good. It's not. It's you know. I like the the two minions movies better than the the Despicable Me two and three, to be honest. But the uh, it, I'm I'm okay with them. The animation was beautiful. Like uh, the the color was amazing. So oh, um, right and then I and then I came okay. home and for whatever reason felt the need to watch Freddy Got Fingered. I'm like, I gotta <laughs> I gotta watch this again because it is it like I honestly think. Tom Green, his whole joke was, let's see if people want to even watch this movie. I, I think he was just trying to make a movie that is so unwatchable. The whole joke was the movie itself. Because it's there's not one joke really in it, but I laugh at that. Daddy, would you like some sausages? It sausage? is funny. Daddy, would you yes, like some sausages? Some sausage. Daddy, would you like yeah. some sausages? Like, I, I chuckled three times during the movie, but it's, it's so bad. It's so bad, but... It's like a train wreck. You can't no, help but not want. Like, I think he just yeah, inserted but... scenes, too, just to say, eh, I think I'll add a uh, jacking off this horse scene here. Because it doesn't fit the script at all. He literally just runs, does it, and then stops again to watch the horse fuck one another and then leave. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It, it, it was fast-paced, <laughs> and <Yeah>. I chuckled. <laughs> it was a smart movie for him to make at the time. He was cashing in on his celebrity while he had it. In what he was known for. So why not rush something out? I would do it too. If all of a sudden we got like our 15 minutes of fame, we would have to, even if it wasn't going to be our movie, if it wasn't ready to do yet, we would have to rush and put anything the fucking together just to get it out there because you know you're going to get some asses and seats. It's well, we smart might have to, to have, do. We might have to have Moods plane braided after all. <laughs> Remember? And Moods might as be. Brandon or Moods <laughs> as Brandon. Uh, but... <laughs> What was I going to say? I expected that he would have taken the Borat route before Borat came out or the Jackass route before Jackass came out and made the movie a, a, a version of what he did. Like, even if those sequences that were actually scripted <laughs> were not scripted somehow and, like, inserted mm-hmm. kind of like how Borat did them throughout, that might have made it even like you were like, oh, my God, he actually did that. But the fact that it's scripted, is it, it's even more mind-boggling in a sense. But... I thought that, that would have been the route that you would have expected, but it was a scripted movie, and so be it. it there, it's See, it's a curiosity. It's a geek show. It, it, yeah, it really it is. is. It, it's it's bizarre. Dude, I would rather watch that than like a movie. Remember how those like movies that sometimes come on? They're based on like some SNL sketch that is yeah. just you know kind of popular for the moment. Then the movie it's comes Pat. out. It, yeah. Okay. What do you want to watch? It's Pat or fucking any of these other movies like that that came out of these SNL things when you could watch. Freddie got fingered. See, I think Freddie got fingered. I don't know. Somehow it ages better or something. It's just, it's that type of comedy where. Like a fine wine. (laughs) Yeah, like a fine wine. Freddie got fingered. Plug it in. It's been, what, 20 years? Plug that finger. You know? I don't know. Uh, So is that your list? You got more? No, that was was the end of what I've watched. I also did the the Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, I binged the Obi-Wan Kenobi show as well. And? I pulled it out for my wife. I, I I will I won't even give you anything then because I don't want to I don't want to sway you one way or the other from my thoughts of I I enjoyed it over I'm just saying I won't go into specifics so that you could just okay. enjoy it okay compared to the Mandalorian compared to the Mandalorian so it's weird is good I, I, not as good better I like them all like so the Mandalorian okay, so the Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan, I didn't are, bother they're with it. all enjoyable. So the Book of Boba Fett was possibly, possibly my least favorite. The, Obi-Wan yeah, is a faster-paced show. 
So Obi-Wan, you could binge watch. It's like, I think, six hours of content, maybe five and a half hours of content. You could binge yeah, watch it like a Cobra Kai almost. Right. So you could go through. Is there some down points? Yes. But that's it. I said I wasn't going to get into it, and I won't. I won't. I won't. That's fine. Go any further. Um, well, I will fair. say this about the Book of Boba Fett. It's seven episodes, and two of them are pretty much the Mandalorian continued. So if you like the Mandalorian mm-hmm. and weren't like, going to watch Boba Fett, you owe it to yourself then to at least... Um, well, you have to watch the whole show, but at least watch the yeah. last three episodes because uh, it's practically like the Mandalorian is this is this key character for those ep- those last episodes. Oh, so it's like it. it'll I'll probably it. bridge I'm... a season three if there's going to be a season three of the Mandalorian. I assume there is. There has to be. Yeah, I- I'll watch it. I'll watch it with the wife too. Then I just wasn't. I, I didn't hear. I heard mostly like. Not great things about the Boba Fett, so I didn't rush to it. Felt more know? dragged out. There's some great episodes. Like episode one was all right. Episode two, I believe, was the one that was great. It had a great, a great action set piece in it, and then it felt like it, it, it kind of just bump up. There's always something that happens that's important that will play into it later. And each one, like a good show, I guess, would do. But it felt like they mm-hmm. could have condensed it into six episodes. And and had it tighter, yeah. And just like they did with uh, Obi Wan, but Obi Wan. Maybe they learned. Yeah, like there's a you couple know, of things. They... Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I didn't. Mean, I, I I think there's a bit of a lag because no. I'm doing the same thing where I'm, I'm cutting you off a bit as well. No, no, it's we're okay. So I guess I'll tell you what I watched then. Since House Hostile House of Wax was the last one, yeah. I watched Last Radio Call. These are this is 2022. This is all new stuff. Last Radio Call is a new one. And it was fine. Off season was good. I watched the Fear Street things, like I said. I watched the Goonies, nice because my because my uh, my friend had the 4K uh, stream on his uh, his Plex. So anytime he gets a 4K stream or something I haven't seen in 4K, I'm gonna watch it. You it know, be better. so I watched it. it yeah, so dude, it definitely. I'll say this about 4K streaming. It look it, it's it's probably not as good as 4K physical, but it's yeah. better quality than Blu-ray. So, I mean, yeah. you're still oh, yeah, seeing sure. it better, you yeah. know, and I, it isn't that I wouldn't buy the Goonies 4K. I would when the price was right. I'm, I don't just willy-nilly buy fucking 4K just because, because you know how many movies I would I would buy on 4K because I know they yeah. exist? I, I know. can't do that. So I, I stopped, too. Yes. I said, that's what I did. It, it, for ba- I, did? I just was like, See? these are the ones that I want now because yep. I, 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 went, I stopped, if you remember. Yeah. I said, I was, Scarf- or I was like, Scarface, Godfather 3, I was out. And you pulled me back in, in a sense. And I, I was going on this tear. And now I've, I've labeled, I've said, I, these are the ones now. And I'm, I'm just going to be like, otherwise, you go down this whole fucking rabbit hole again. It's, Can't it's, do it, man. But on that streaming, I'm sorry to take you because you're, you're doing your, your, what you watch. I just wanted to point nah, out, Obi Wan looks amazing. It looks pristine. It's, Ooh, they call it something okay. like IMAX. I don't know what this means. It's IMAX 4K ultra definition, high definition. So I don't know hmm. what they've done, but it looked amazing. So from that standpoint, fantastic. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm kind of excited. So the Goonies, I wanted to mention something to you. I may have finally got the joke that I've been complaining about since we've been doing the show. The it, whole it played out better in 4K. The the no 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 joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's what it was. Here's what it was. They had. I was watching it with subtitles. Maybe the subtitles are wrong, but when I read it on subtitle, this is what it says. Data calls them booty traps, like your fucking booty. And they, they correct oh. him and say, you mean 
booby traps. And then he says, that's what I said. Booby traps. Just covering his mistake. Yeah. So I think that's the fucking joke. Why people have been quoting it all this year is because that, that, that makes it unfunny. Now, this makes it funny. He's calling it booty instead of booby. Now, that, now I get the fucking joke. People have been laughing about it for years. I don't understand why. Booby traps. That's what I said, booby traps. Yeah, booby traps. Okay. Right. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> I know. Now, we later know. on in the movie. I don't get it. Now, later on in the movie, the two brothers, they're talking about something when the shit's going down on the fucking boat and they, they actually see fucking booby traps are happening that the kids have set, right? One of them says to the other, they talk about it. And he go, and then one guy says to the other, he goes, he goes, what booby traps? And then he says, oh, booby traps. Didn't you see the movie? That's the lines. What does that mean? I have no idea. So now I, I, I solve one mystery and another one is reared in. No, that is dialogue in the movie. One says didn't... to the other, "Watch for booby traps." The other one says, "What booby traps?" And then, then he goes, "Oh, booby traps!" And he, then he, he said, "Didn't you see the movie?" So I don't know what the fuck that is, but unless it's mystery. a Treasure Island or or a Pirates well, that... reference from way back, but I yeah, I I, I don't they, know. Were there traps in that pirate movie they were watching? I don't think there were. I know they had the hey you guys and the guy swings and goes down the fucking thing. And uh, pro- I remember probably, maybe there was and we just didn't see that in the scene maybe. and that's a callback for like actual like fans of uh, uh, of the older film but uh, did they right. actually reinstate? I'm pretty sure they didn't but it was on the TV the octopus. The octopus scene. I, no. It, I was it, hoping to see I it. talked about it on the show I think at one point. I know. I've seen it. I, I can't be Me a too. dream. It's- yeah, you've seen it no, too. No, I've like, seen it, it was too. On TV. It's on one of the discs. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I think it's on the disc or something. Or maybe it was a YouTube video. I know I've seen it for a fact. Although I kind of confuse in my head. That, remember the Popeye movie when he, when he punches the octopus in the face when yeah. he's underwater? <laughs> I confuse those two endings of that movie because they're both in water, they're underwater, and they're fighting an octopus. I think so, they just thought I, it made it look too silly because they keep the line in at the end. Oh, the octopus was the scary part. Octopus. You just assume that they're exaggerating the story more. <laughs> That's what it, I it thought. Works. Yeah. It's always what it meant. Cause, but even yeah. as a kid, I'm like octopus. Like I knew what he was right. going with, but I'm like, like that's just a random thing to bring up. Well, the octopus was scary. The scariest part. So then the fact that there was actually an octopus scene is, is, is hilarious. Uh, but <laughs> it's not by any means necessary, but I also don't remember it being extensively long, that it would hurt no. the pacing. I don't know. So what I, it's so is. weird. I think it must have been because again, I'm going by memory. You know, with YouTube, it's funny because I don't think of these things to look at when we're offline. And I'm sure you can probably find that scene on YouTube right now and whatnot. But I'm not. We're, we're recording the show now, so if I remember, I'll go check YouTube for anybody listening. If you're interested, if you're a Goonies fan and you're like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" Octopus scene. Check it out. Maybe it's on oh. YouTube. See, there it is, the story behind it. If this is a short thing, I'll read it. Oh, well, man, it's, it's kind of fucking... I, 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 I thought there would be an article. So I said, let's see. You know what I mean? The deleted scenes, the deleted Goody's octopus scene, the story behind it, and why it was cut. So um, anyway, if I scroll through what happened in the Goonies scene, we don't need to know that. Why was it cut? Huh? Simply because it didn't look good. After watching the deleted scene... It's easy to see why Richard Donner, Steven Spielberg, and everyone else involved with the movie decided to cut it out of the theatrical. It didn't look all that good. Sean Astin, when speaking with Insider at a Sharper Image pop-up show, was one of the members of the cast and crew who weren't too fond of the scene or even the idea behind it, saying that they took it out because it didn't look that good. Huh. <laughs> Astin said... I, I love Sean Austin, but shut up. You're sequence. 10 years old. Okay. At that time, like I mean, I'm like he's oh yeah, that scene didn't look good. Like, I I'm not fond of it. At ten years old, 
What are you going to do? You'd be like, I'm playing around with an octopus, ma. Right. And then you'd just be like, whatever. And then if they put it in the movie, great. I mean, maybe he meant in retrospect, because I can't imagine him having those feelings at the time of, I wasn't fond of that scene. I'd be like, fuck right. you, kid. <laughs> get off of it. Climb yeah. off it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, so I now we get the, final edit. Was a, well, final a, it was a 32-foot <laughs> puppet that was difficult to operate. The octopus look awkward and cumbersome in the deleted scene in Goonies because the actual prop, which is essentially a 32-foot marionette doll, was just as hard to maneuver, if not worse. <laughs> in a 2018 interview with Fred China, Rob Berman, who helped design the cosmetics of the elusive beast, described the concept as being ridiculous enough to get it cut out before going into details about the headache the octopus was to shoot. Hmm. It lacked finesse, cables. It's so funny uh, that they took that octopus out but kept E.T. in every one of the scenes he's in. Because I'm sorry. I know that movie's beloved. I like E.T. too. E.T., the face is good. His design is just horrible, or the way he m- moves is horrible. I've always thought that, even as a kid. Really? And, like, we just saw the trailer, because they're bringing it back to IMAX for the 40th anniversary. So we oh, saw the trailer in the fuck. theater last night. And again, it gives me goosebumps. I'm not I'm not, not human. I love There's it. There's emotion there. No, I, it's a great movie. It's just the design of E.T. has always bothered me. Always. Really? Yeah. Weird. Even as a kid, I liked the glowing finger. I like his face, but I hate his because he waddled around. Yeah, it, it, but it was just the design. It looked like a guy in a rubber suit waddling around. Huh. I never. Carlo. Got Fuck. What was the guy's name? Carlo. I don't want Rambosi or whatever. I don't know the the makeup artist. Is Some there... Italian dude. Oh, okay. Oh fuck! I don't know. I don't want to even know anything about how how he was made. To me. <laughs> It looked fine. I don't a, want to know anything. He was a real it. alien, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather believe that. <laughs> it makes stuck. it better. I don't want to know there was a little guy inside it or anything. I don't want to know none of that. It'll ruin the fucking. <laughs> so it's, it is oh, a movie, so Dave. I... <laughs> it's gonna ruin it. I'm sorry. I ruin it. I just don't want to. As I'm watching it, I don't want to picture what's what you're gonna tell me. It, 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 this is it for a fact. You know what I'm saying? That's all. That's like every time I watch that Kevin Bacon scene now in Friday. It's not ruined, but I always think about, you know, the neck looks too long and the effect, how it was done, and they blew it out. So I think of that as I'm watching it, and I just miss the days of just taking it for what it was and not thinking about it. That's all I'm saying. I get it. And then after that, I watched Men, the new movie from this year, A24. Oh, how's that? I quite enjoyed it. I have a feeling it's going to be divided. Um, It's it's weird. It seems (laughs) Oh, dude, well, not most, but three. a good chunk. He's fucking three for three. Dude, he's done fucking uh, Ex Machina, which I thought was awesome. Annihilation in this. They're fucking yeah. all great. And I, I didn't know it was him when I watched Men. Then at the end, because it's quite well made, just like those two movies are. You know what I mean? And at the end, when I, I was reading reviews from other people, they were mentioning, it was, I go, oh, I could see that now. It's trippy. It's different. It's it's not explained. And I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's different. It's things aren't all explained in this movie, and I don't care, and I, I don't even necessarily know exactly one hundred percent what went down, but I do kind of understand. See, this is what I'm saying. If there's a message in this movie, like to me, it wasn't hammered. It, it was just there. You could take it as that, or you could just take it as something else at face value. But I don't know. 
I've heard some people complain that it was over overdone, and the third act is pretty effing weird, man. And the places it goes, they did the same gag like four times in a row. But I thought it was kind of cool. But I don't know. I have a feeling you might not like it. I think you might be get um a little impatient with it, especially in the third act. But well, I I, li- I liked Lamb. I didn't love Lamb. I liked Lamb. I didn't see Lamb. Didn't even uh, see it. I didn't. I liked it. I, I thought uh, I thought they it is was, it a uh, horror? Or the one that came out last. Did you consider it a horror movie? Again, horror yeah. enough. <laughs> it's horror, all, see, I it's all it. relative. I mean, it's all relative because everybody has their own distinction. It, it kind of follows the exact same thought process that you did. There's something sort of introduced, but then it's it's really how the third act plays out. Um, so it, it's it's dramatic, more dramatic, but with with that with enough horror overtones to I think definitely be classified or. or be able to be uh, deemed a horror film. Okay, well, fair enough then. Okay, well, that was it. Men was the last one. All I'm watching the 2022s and, and, and 1980s, which the next movie's going to have to be in 1980. And I don't know which one, but I'm on it, man. I'm on it. Well, oh, you're doing well Canada. with those 20, 222s. I'm not uh, 222s. <laughs> 2022s. I'm, I thought I was behind. I actually just told Chris I was behind on them, but I still haven't seen, like, I haven't gone to see The Black Phone um, I haven't seen X yet, but and or oh, watch that zombie one that everybody that everybody's been raving about. That's on Shutter. I, again, I've been kind of saving a few, yep. as we mentioned, saving for what? Me I too. just want to make sure I have no distractions. I think because that's the way. That's anyway. good. Can girls. yeah, there's something. Something went down. What do you say, girls? Canadian <laughs> girls? Canadian yeah. girls? I wish they all could be. Um, no, this. Have you heard about the French sickle? The French no, I have not. Oh, okay. Well, French is created summer's worst treat, a horrifying ketchup flavored popsicle. This just Ugh. came out a fucking couple weeks ago. Yeah. Why? Yeah, the French sickle. I'm telling you, it's um available at pop-up locations in Canada. <laughs> French is foraying into the dessert world in celebration with Happy Pops, a local Canadian business specializing Ugh. in all-natural ice pops made from real fruit and sweetened with organic cane sugar. According to the <laughs> the press release, the dubious tomato-based dessert, tomato dessert is from 100% Canadian tomatoes and combines some of the best traditions the season has to offer, ketchup and popsicles. So it's a fucking, it's a ketchup-flavored popsicle from, from French. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? That's disgusting. <laughs> Isn't I can't it, though? Even... Yeah, I was trying to look it up quickly as you were talking. I, I, it's not. That's what the fuck are we thinking? Yeah, I don't know. They got this. Thing, they put this thing on Twitter, right? French's. It yeah. says, "Hey, Canadian friends, your favorite condiment just got a whole lot cooler. A refreshing, savory, and sweet ketchup popsicle made from 100% Canadian tomatoes. We, the French's sickle. My God, we make that for export to Alabama. That's our. That's our golden market. They love it. They lap it up. Right. They use it as sex toys. Oh, God, it's gross. It's I had a popsicle disgusting. yesterday, by the way, a good one. I had a confectionery cherry. Mustard? Batman. A ice, mustard popsicle? No, no. <laughs> cherry only. Those fucking confectionaries. Oh, they're yeah. so good. The ice cream man came. I finally caught him in time. It's like modern day ice cream men don't want to. It's almost like yeah. someone's paying them. Here's the, which is the worst part, because these guys are independent. They buy the truck and then they, they furnish their own ice cream. They put not furnish. They supply their own ice cream. They order it, right? So yeah. 
These guys drive through the area so quickly, it's like they don't want to get stopped. You would think that someone was paying them to do the job and they're lazy. But you got to really flag these fuckers down. This is like the fifth or sixth time they've been in the neighborhood, and I finally caught them yesterday. They're so hard to catch. You hear the noise, and they come around, or nowadays it's a... No, it's not that one. It's... It's that song. So anyway, they come around and I hear them and fucking they're always gone. I'm like, what the hell? Finally flagged them down yesterday. Got My Frank something. They kicked out again. What was the song again? I I couldn't. I, I got to make sure I. I you know that song? Yeah, I know. The exactly. Entertainer. Yeah. And we can yodel too, just like suspenses do. <laughs> Sing up a hell of a loo. What happened to the kids on the today. bike? That, that took no gasoline. You could catch them if you really wanted to. Like, you oh, fucking just wow. stick a stick through the spokes of the bike, and then the, the ice cream was all yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Out. They used to have them. I'm dead serious. Like, we had the truck guy. I know. And then we had these guys on the bicycles that were, that were kids that were just running these bicycles with these big fucking freezer things. In the front. And they'd you know, be, like, my cycling mind down the avenue. Sorry? I think I should do this. No, I don't, what I'm saying is this could be an opportunity. I want to get a hold of one of these bikes. Surely I can afford the bike with the freezer on it. I just got to get a hookup to where to order from. And on the weekends, instead of a basket, just, drive... put a, just put a, a cooler at the front. Put your own little I logo. Exploded Heads ice cream delivery. Just put one of your stickers on. You don't have to order anything. <laughs> You're right. And then you can put sing the song music. instead of having it played out. Oh, my God. I'm off the charts here. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like cycling around a town. Having <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, great drive by and keep doing different yeah. songs. Oh, and all man, you do is you fun. buy packages at Costco and then you sell it for like double. Uh, you sell it for three dollars a pop, which is still cheaper probably than most of the stuff that you're getting. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do it in my fucking neighborhood. And when the ice cream man comes, that's when I'm going to do it. Because that asshole, because they go so fast, I'm going to show them the real way to freaking hustle. I'm going to come behind them. And all the people they blow off, I'm going to get. All the people that ran outside because they heard the music and got screwed by this guy, I'm going to be the guy coming up the rear. You're always the guy that comes up the rear. But you can also even ice cream and water. Because that's the other thing. Like you could get the water from Kirkland brand water or whatever it is for whatever, and then sell it for two bucks a pop. It's still cheaper than what they usually get, or a dollar pop. Still cheaper than what they True. usually get from a machine, which is going to be like two fifty or three. I don't know what it is in the states now, but it's never inexpensive when you go to try to get something out of a machine anymore. It seems. Mm. And yeah, but people have, have ice water cream and water. Yeah. Well, yeah, but who's going to run out the house to buy a? Don't you have a beach? Don't you have a beach in North Tonawanda that you can go to? Maybe I could go to some places like yeah. that. Ice wow, cream I'd even I go cheap Get though, dude. Out. I'm not that greedy. Yeah, see, I'm not even greedy. It'd be a dollar of water, not two. Well, yeah, because be, yeah, you could. That's fine. That. Yeah. Because think about it. Even if I bought it for eight dollars, I'm still freaking tripling my 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 investment here. Why would I yeah. not? And I don't exactly. have to be greedy about. It. That's the key. Don't get greedy. You don't get fucked. Same thing with criminals. Criminals get caught because they get greedy and they fuck it up. You know, but greed is the is the way. So I want to mention these. Don't get greedy. Greed is the way. I'm, I'm, I, oh, the messages the are mixing me up. <laughs> no, greed is the way to get fucked. That's what I'm saying. Right. Greed is the nation of man. That, that, that's what it comes down to. No, here. Um, I just heard greed I, is the way. Do you know that seven out of ten, uh, seven out of ten patrons agree with us 
that the 2010s were better than the 90s for slashers. It's just like nine out of ten recommend Colgate toothpaste as like uh, yeah, as like the the go to toothpaste. Seven out of ten basically agree that uh, patrons agree that the 2010s are a better decade for slasher. Yeah, I put the poll or, up and yeah. these are the results. For it was, wow, yeah, it was 70, 70 to thirty. So uh, and th- that was forty three votes, and they they picked the two thousand tens over uh, the nineties. So people are are they know what's up, they know what's up, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad to see that. At first, it, the, when they first started coming in, like three of the first four votes, I put it up there were nineties. I'm like, have you people not listened at all? <laughs> or is, is everybody just blind fanboys? Really, <laughs> listen well, to you, these titles anyway. Then it really you would have. I was wondering, do you want to do a movie and then go, because you're talking about uh, possibly, I don't know if Fangory was today or for the BS show, eh. but I just thought we would do a movie, but break them up because we've been doing them back to back lately and we, we used to kind of break them up every now and then. And I just thought maybe it'd be kind of good because that's what I love about our format. Fuck it. The format just, we, we keep the idea the same, but we could change it up. True. This is true. But the thing is this, we may not even be able to do a BS show. This month, if True. because if we, you know, it's like we were talking about at the beginning of the show, if we can't get out the regular amount of shows again and we can't catch up to what we were doing, we put out two shows again this month. It's probably not fair that one of them is a BS show. I'm sure you guys want to hear the BS yeah. we're doing now and then movie reviews. So just to be on the safe side, we'll probably do a draw at the end, come up with the year and then see what the future brings us. And if you don't see a BS show this month, then that's because, you know. We just want to yeah. be fair and put out actual reviews. So. And maybe we'll do even just, yeah. yeah, in, in August when we're sort of back on track, we hope, uh, everything will be uh, maybe even review-based then just to just to compensate. Because we left out I, – I we did the polls wrong too, guys, for this. I, that was my kind of my fault. I picked two movies. Dave picked two movies. But we put them all in the same poll. And We of always course, do. Of course, both of my movies got chosen, which is – They did. Uh, we knew – we knew that was good. And now I feel Dave got shafted. So I kind of want to do Horror Express was the one that no. came in third, I think. So I've never seen Horror Express. Was it Horror Express? Am I hitting the right one? Is that the right yes, one? Yes, and I've you... never seen Horror Express. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I haven't seen it either. And that's why I put it up there. And okay. Sisters, well, I, I got a strange story about that. But I thought I hadn't seen Sisters. <laughs> but apparently I did, which is funny. But um. It's just, hey, that's just the way of the thing, man. It's like we put four up there. This is the first time that one person's, both of their movies have been chosen. Usually it's been split. So this yeah. time you got it. Who knows? Maybe next time both of my movies will come through. It's luck of the draw. I that's surely okay. doubt it. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> luck of the draw. Okay, well then, maybe, maybe like if we, because maybe I'll just watch Horror Express for fun at some point. Because uh, I, I had seen, sure. obviously I'd seen Last House on the Left and Sisters uh, before. But not sure. not a lot, because the sisters. This is probably my fourth time seeing it. So I mean, for some people, that's a lot, and for typical movie fans and horror fans, not not so much. Last House on the Left. I would probably think this is my third time watching it. Me too, and I've owned it all my life in different yeah. formats, and I never watch it. And here, and I was just texting last night. I said, "This is one of these movies that I never want to watch it, 
until I sit down and start watching it. And it's not because of the content, because it's too violent or the rape. It's not because of that. I'm like one of those people. Oh, it's too hard to watch. I got to be in a mood. But there are just a lot of movies like that. You got to be in a rapey like mood. Even, what mood could you yeah, be you in? I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you want to sometimes just say, well, some people watch movies based on their mood and they have, yeah. if they're, you know what I mean? But it's not the case. But there's just some movies like Videodrome. That's another movie. I never want to watch it. I know you love it. And the thing is this. I do. When I look at it on my shelf, I, 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 as I'm looking now, I'm like, oh, man, I want to watch Videodrome. It doesn't happen. However, it's one of those movies that once I sit down and after I'm in it for half an hour, I'm like, oh, yeah, I like this movie. But I don't know. What, I, just, I don't know if you have movie, if you have feels like that, too, towards oh, movies that you I see. Think we all, I think we know? all do. Yeah. There's ones I keep like I have a list that I was like, these are movies I want to watch and I just never get back to them. Or whatever it may be, it's like I've right. got to put it on. Like even, even um, some of the new 4Ks I got. Like I mean, because that means I got to go get it out of the disc, put it into the system, <laughs> get it ready to go. And and sometimes I just want to jump right into it. Or it's just that I know I'm not gonna I gotta fall asleep. And I'm like, no, I want just like I was talking about for some of these other ones. I want to make sure that I'm watching them at a decent hour. That I, there's no chance of me passing out right. watching it or or being distracted so i want to make sure i enjoy them so then they get pushed and they get pushed they get pushed and then you know out of the blue one day i'll just go well, hey now i'm gonna this will be the the time to watch it and yeah and that happens Whatever it may like, be. i just yeah. see it i don't want to watch it and, I, and I, I like the movie i might even rate it high but i'm like not i'm like yeah i want to watch this but then i sit down and i and i start watching it I'm like, okay, now I remember why I own this movie or something. But just some movies don't have that that lasting impact when they're when I I don't know. It's weird, and um, like that that's like Last House. I don't know why, I still okay, like it. Me. We're gonna start guys with uh, our first 1972 horror film, uh, The Year of Dave's Birth as well. And that first yeah. movie, as we were saying, is The Last House on the left. Two teenage girls head. Oh, I am so sorry. This is where I'm. I gotta be honest. I need glasses. I think. Let me start over, folks. Two teenage girls heading to a rock concert for one's birthday try to score marijuana in the city, where they are kidnapped and brutalized by a gang, a gang of psychopathic convicts. Holy smoke! Did you see what I Indeed. had to do there? Yeah, <laughs> I had to sit back, right? Holy! The shit. opposite of me. I, I I used to have to put it up. That's you know, uh, that's nuts. Uh, it sucks. But, it sucks, yeah. man. Anyway. Uh, I've complained about movies that have been amateurish, but th there's a difference between amateurish and like what I was describing with Herschel Gordon Lewis, where okay, I think I, they I barely that. even had any any artistic merit whatsoever. Where the camera setup was barely even functional, <laughs> and they couldn't move the camera. This has been it's like cinema verite style. So like it's like, you know, on the go, like, you know, Clarisol cam where it's constantly moving. That works in its favor. I do have some issues. I do take some. I'm not enjoying when they cut back and forth between the girls, the gang and the parents. And it's always so happy go lucky at home with the parents huh? or whatever. And then the gang, it's, it, something doesn't really work quite well there. I know what they're trying to go for. But I'm I'm not a fan of that. But when the movie sort of gets going and that gritty nature works in its favor, almost like documentary esque yeah. or something, it, for it's sure. just it just makes it uglier, uh, it, it to to the film's benefit in this case. Yeah, for sure, man. And, you know, I'm it's it's odd because I haven't watched this in quite a while, at least ten years. 
and it's on my shelf. I got the Blu-ray. Uh, you know, I always do. Like I said, there's a story about the Blu-ray now. <laughs> this is what's funny. So yesterday I sit down to watch it. I'm going to go for my physical media first. I put the Blu-ray in. My DVD player says I have to do a system update and I skip it. I don't do it. Well, I end up paying the price because as I start watching this Blu-ray, the sound that's coming out of their mouths is a little bit off with the sync. And oh, I'm watching really? this. I'm like, man, I, I can't do this. And it's a Blu-ray. So I said, well... Maybe I didn't notice this last time I watched it, but I got a faulty media. I got a faulty piece of media here. This is I can't believe this. I got a bad disc. How could this be? I'm pissed off now. <laughs> so then I stopped. Then I went over to what, – what did I try first? Then I went over to MB, and I went to MB, and they had it. And it's funny because there's when – the, when the title card comes on, it says Krug and Company instead of Last House on the Left in the exact it, same spot on the oh, thing. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that it was yeah. an alternate title, to be honest. Yeah, Krug and Company. It huh. says, now I'm watching it and I'm fine, but here's the problem. It looks good. Problem was this there was no subtitles. Oh, and yeah, I, do love your I, subtitles. I want. The, I do, I do love them. And there's some things I didn't hear because they're playing the music. It's a little bit loud sometimes. And it, you can't hear like the background dialogue between the girls talking and the conver- the opening conversation with the parents. Sometimes yeah. there's music and sometimes – and then the radio stuff comes on and you can't hear it as much as, as much as you'd like to. I want it clear. So that's why I'm spoiled with the subtitles. So I'm like, well, okay, let me try that. No, MB doesn't have subtitles for this particular movie. Sometimes it happens that way. I go to the Plex. I see Christian has it and he has subtitles. So I go on there. I go, yeah, I have one. Now I go on there, I put it on, the quality doesn't look as good, that's okay. Subtitles are on, okay, looks cool. And then the thing froze up a couple times. I said, fuck you, Plex. (laughs) Pulled the plug, went back to MB, watched it a few more minutes. I said, I can't do this. I got to get to the bottom of this disc. I got to see what's going to, either I'm going to watch the disc with the, the sound off. Not off, but with the, with the sync off, I should say. Yeah, I'm, I'm going back to my physical media. So I go, maybe if I update it, it'll help. So sure enough, I update my my player because it has to be updated via the internet now, which I don't know why this has to happen now with all of our firmware disc, update. Yeah, weird disc players, but it does. Yeah. And after that, the sound matched up with the fucking with with the visuals. So I had to update my freaking player to get it to work right. So then I end up watching it, and it came out fine. And I will say this about the movie. For years, I've heard complaints about the cops and the music. And when I'm picturing it, I'm le- I'm re- I'm legitimately picturing like Halloween Five type of fucking thing. Like cops come on the scene. Oh, and they dude, play it's not like, far off though. It's not. Really I don't that see. I don't have a. Okay, see, this is it. This is where I'm unique here. People have been bitching about this for years. Now, when I watch it, I'm expecting to be appalled, and I'm actually not. I think I know what they're going for, as do you. And the thing is, I don't let it bother me because it's 1972. It seems like movies in the in the 60s and the 70s, this was just kind of the style of movies where they played different music for different characters and different scenes and the back and forth. You got the cops, you got the family, and you got the horror here. Having different music for each is, is kind of clever. I, I know maybe that gets lost on some people or even if they think it's clever – they just think, well, maybe so in theory, but it doesn't play out well on film. And I respect – that's probably what you're saying. For whatever reason, it didn't rub me nearly as wrong as I was expecting it to rub me just because it's 1972, and that's just kind of what they did with movies, I think. They, like a lot of movies in the 70s, you see like like Jaws when they're playing that adventure music for no reason when they're <laughs> riding the waves and shit. They did music in the 70s like a different way. So it doesn't seem that – like if a movie came out in 2022 – that did that. 
it would stick out like a short thumb to me because that's just not the way movies are made anymore. So for me, that was bearable. I'll just say that. It didn't bother me much. Well, I've, I, I, I totally forgot Martin Grove was in this or whatever. Is that, if that's his name. I right. think I did it right. I had, I, as soon as I oh. saw him, I'm like, holy shit. Cause, so that's how long it's been for me because I didn't even remember uh, that connection. Um, and now he's sort of, it's not, not that he ever went anywhere, but I think he's just in the last five years as resurfaced obviously because of Cobra Kai and the popularity right. there and um in that v- VFW VFW yep. yeah you know what he did he pulled a he pulled a Sid Haig at the end of his career yeah. like Sid Haig never really went away but he wasn't as a matter of fact I, oh I've been watching the Love Boat lately <laughs> right because they have it on Envy so I'm watching the fucking Love Boat because uh, dude it's a good show man so I'm watching the Love Show uh, the Love Boat I watched the Golden Girls so everybody makes fun of me for that. <laughs> Stop, stop, stop. It's not I love the Golden Girls. It's not the Love Boat. It's Fantasy Island. I've been watching Fantasy Island. So I'm watching Fantasy Island and who shows up as a fucking a, a guard to an Arabian guy, a fucking a, a sheik, a prince, a king, if you will, I guess this guy. He's the guard. It's fucking Sid Haig. I was like, look at this guy. And he kind of looks a little bit like he's fucking Middle Eastern. And he has like the beard and he's talking a certain way. And it's fucking Sid Haig. I'm like, look at this. I forgot to mention that because I've been watching, I've been watching uh, the Fantasy Island. Uh, fa- uh, the Fantasy Island, yeah. yeah. My God, that's so, hilarious. Anyway, but, <laughs> what the fuck? So what? Martin Cove, as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, man, this guy looks familiar. Man, this guy looks familiar. Who the fuck is this? And I don't know till the end of the movie when it comes up that it's him. I was like, holy sh. Then I watched a documentary and he was in it. Everybody took part of this documentary, except the girl I wanted to see the most, <laughs> did not. The fucking. The other girl, the girl that she goes out, out out of town to see. What's her name? Phyllis. Yeah. Well, why? And what was it? She just has, you know. She just wasn't there. I don't. Or, or, okay. There's no like she just wasn't or whatever. Thing. I know they didn't say anything like that, but she just wasn't in this documentary, and everybody else was in it. And Martin Cove was in it, talking a lot. They were all there. They were all there, and because I really. I like that. Ebert like, loves she, this movie. He's always loved this movie, which it, it's perplexed me that this is the one that he'll give a high mark to uh, comparatively. And I mean, I know that like, I, I don't wow. know if we're going to deep dive into the fact of like the, the, the connections. Obviously they said that it's written by Wes Craven, but it's obviously inspired or, or directly related to the Virgin Spring. Right. That's the, that's the, uh, the oh, reference. Is that in, it? In, yeah. And oh, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's all, it's pretty much all in the, um, in the write-ups, like I mean, this is the stuff that I kind of knew. I think the genius behind this was the marketing to avoid fainting. Repeat, it's only a movie. I know this was used over and over and over again. I think for different Later, movies, yeah. but I remembered it was for this film, yep. or, and that was uh, sort of genius marketing uh, for it, sure. I, I guess it, timely in what was happening, maybe uh, in America and in the film in the film world business, they were just trying to make an exploitation film. There's obviously obviously some art there behind the camera, but it, it, it's difficult. Like I, I'll say, like watching it, I was getting a little frustrated at the beginning because I'm like, holy crap, this is, the acting is not winning me over parsley. The girls are fine, and the gang are actually not too bad. Uh, the parents were a little off at first because I think they were trying to have that leave it to Beaver esque like family feeling, and then I, I, it was done on purpose. Like, sure. almost, like they were sure. trying to show the the extremes here, but there's a lot of a lot of convenience in this movie as well. A lot of convenience, like where they take the girls 
uh, from the apartment and then where they end up and terrorize them in the woods and the proximity to things. And then not only that, but then it's well, the car breaks down. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it very conveniently, like yeah, but still, a, a, a kilometer no, I, away I from would, the house. <laughs> yeah, but still, I wouldn't mind it. See, here, I would say it was convenient if they just decided to park there and go into the woods, and that to be would be too convenient because it's a breakdown. I think it works okay, and I don't think I don't think it's a weakness of the script. I don't know. It's well, a break- they show up at the house, the house of the family members. Well, that's the whatever. beauty of the film. I know, I, mean, I know, but there's a lot. Yeah. It's, it, it, there, there's a lot of leap here that I tell you today that everybody that will praise this movie would shit on a movie today for doing. Would shit on it and tear it to pieces. So me, you got to be fair. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, you I do. Mean, there, there's a lot of. There, trust me, I've heard, and there would be a lot of people going, "Come on, that can't happen." I want to know what their reaction would be to this film. Don't get me wrong; that's the best part because the parents become just as like just as savage as the killers themselves. Uh, but what would you do in that situation? And I, th- I don't think we would uh, be any different. No, but that shaving not. cream. There's he loves. You know, it's a West Cravenism. You know, there's two things that happen here. Wes Craven with his booby traps. Not booby yep. traps, but booby traps. You <laughs> love it because it's, it's here, just like it is in in, in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. And I feel yep. like another film of his. But anyway, oh, yeah, that's couple. there. And Stephen Miner or, or was the, the editor. Yep. And someone pisses their pants in this movie. I wonder if that if he didn't just interject and say, have her piss her pants. And then he just brought it back for Ginny in Friday the 13th Part 2. <laughs> right? Yeah, that is a Steve Miner connection. Yeah. You're right. You should have asked that as a trivia. What's this connection between yeah. Friday 2 and not Steve Miner? Something, you know what I yeah. mean? But it's because of Steve Miner. Wow, holy shit. That's I don't know if it's I'm I'm I don't have any clue if it, if this is because of Steve Miner in this movie. Doubt it because he was the editor. But it, it's just funny that there's a link of uh, a main girl pissing her pants. Uh, two separate like scenarios, obviously, but yeah, uh, but still, nonetheless, wow. yeah, yeah. That it's a piss your pants double feature. You know, I wonder how many other movies somebody pissed their pants in, like a horror movie. I'm curious. Well, but there, well, there's two right there. So I noticed the the, the credits too. In the beginning, all you see is you see Craven, you see Cunningham, and you see Hess. He comes yeah. up because of the music, which I liked his fucking music too. I really yeah. did. I think he's a talented, was a talented guy. He's great in roles like this. He, yeah. I like the music that he puts out, and I actually defend his fucking movie to all a good night. You know what I mean? Because it pre-Friday slasher type shit. So I mean, that means something. I think that's cool. And then at the end, I noticed Steve Miner in the credits and Martin Cove. And I'm like, oh, shit, look at this. Now it all comes together. So back to it's only a movie. It's only a movie. This is something that happened. It was either Craven or it was Cunningham. And they were watching the movie, previewing it, watching it with their wife before anybody got to see it. And their wife kept fucking not liking it. Like, oh, and covering their eyes and like, you know, not wanting to see. And, and, yeah. and they were saying it. They, they were saying that to them. It's only a movie. And this happened like three or four times during the fucking thing. And that's how they came up with that fucking marketing thing. Just because he was saying it to his wife. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, isn't it? It really at the time, like, it's pretty brutal. I mean, now now we had so many, like, variations of this and, and, and just other things and rape revenge movies and just crazy, crazy, uh, uh, stuff being put on film that are, that much more brutal but it still doesn't necessarily diminish what you see here and just how gritty it is. And again, that that's a, a tribute to that 
that style that they use, which is really just shaky cam. Like this looks like that Grindhouse movie that that you know Robert Rodriguez and Tarantino were trying to emulate in their in their movies, right? It it just right. it maybe didn't have the missing reel or the pops, but I mean it, it was it <laughs> right. looked messy. Like you get you like to get a four K of this would almost be laughable because all you do Man. is enhance the grain. <laughs> I know. Of, of Even the, the Blu-ray doesn't look good. Yeah, yeah. You know it, what I mean? It's not nothing special. So it would so, be a massive cleanup, and I don't even know if it, if, if it's doable. Um, I wish they could. Fuck. But, I'd love to see it cleaned up. That's what I was thinking as I was watching it because the, there was a couple little hair things and this and then I'm like, man, if they can get the green out and do this and this and have this look. See, some people don't like the idea. I want to see some of these movies cleaned up. Like I, I also can't stand television that looks like a soap opera. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You've got to fix that shit on your screen on your TV, you know. But it's like. But I do like seeing things cleaned up too. Like fucking Psycho looks awesome, and Texas Chainsaw looks awesome. You know yeah. what I mean? They, and they look really. Good. And I, I, I'm down with it. I don't this want had, it to look like a soap. This didn't have a budget a, though, like that, of those. That's the right, problem. I like, know. This was really low budget, and and like it managed to. It got a following, and there's a lot of defenders, and there's a lot of people that see, you know, the positive here, and and will defend the themes in the movie. And and again, I, I, I don't disagree with any of this i don't think it's the masterpiece that some people put it up on the pedestal for i I think it's it's good but i i have problems with it too (laughs) and and again i don't know i watched this as a teenager uh knowing about the sort of i guess the infamy of it more so than anything else and then i watched it and i thought it was it was just hard to watch because I'm like, well, there doesn't really seem to be a movie here. It just seems to be scenes unfolding and, and they're just brutal and, and, and whatnot. As a teenager, that's what I thought. And then I mm-hmm. watched it again probably in my late 20s, early 30s. So it's been a shit long time since I've seen it. Uh, definitely over 20 or 10 years uh, that you said it's been. And this is probably my third time going back to revisit it. Um, I think I tried to go back when we were starting the show, but I don't think I ever, I don't recall seen it because it felt very fresh again watching it now but because again not remembering martin cove being in it not right not, that would have been something that that i would have remembered just watching it in the last five five plus years so the music his music that kind of like folky music was yeah. that david hess or was that his brother any no anytime it's singing it, it's hess he volunteered his services. He says, okay. I can do music. I can sing in this and there. I forgot how it worked, but they save money because of it. You know what I mean? So they put it in there. And I liked it. I liked the music. I liked it. It fit in with the thing. It fit in with the time period. It's 72, filmed in 71. It's just like they still had the hippie thing going. I thought your generation was supposed to be all about love. But again, this is after Manson. This is during Vietnam. Times are changing. So, And you can see this. It's almost like it's the, the dichotomy of that. This is the love generation. This is what's happening now. And this is, you know... I I will well, say this that's what the they're rapes. showing the the, the right. two cut the family versus the them that's exactly it it's like juxtaposition yeah. but it's almost I it like feels it. too on the nose i don't know i felt too on the nose a little bit or or, or forced but again that because could have been the lack music. of the budget that could that could be based on what they were dealing with and and the resources they had at hand sorry you're about to say um well specifically the rape, talking yeah. about the rape part one thing about the rape but do you think if they didn't have the music in those scenes with the parents planning for the party and everything else, and it was just them in silence having discussions, oh, yeah, this is for the princess, and we're putting it up, do you think it would have been – you wouldn't have found it to be too much of a juxtaposition? you think it would have worked – it would have delivered its message better without the music? 
You think that imagine if there was no music there and it was just them talking, would that have worked better for you? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. I'm not it was I think they they did it just like they did with the cops. There was a little bit like the same thing I have with the the town of dreaded sundown. It's almost like, Oh, the cops are coming on. We got to put like this kind of more of a goofy overtone. And then they, and then for the parents, it was definitely, it felt like it was tearing a page. I think quite literally, or like this was their intention was that, uh, it was like, leave it to beaver ask. They're they're putting up birthday stuff and and everything else. And, uh, like, I get what they're doing and we're now looking at it from like this movie being what 50 years old. Right, man. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's crazy. It's, it, it, it's a, it's an older film. Like we're talking 50 years, um, 50 years ago on a shoestring budget. Uh, can't take away the, 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 the scenes are still disturbing to this day. So there's some credit oh, yeah. you have to go for the way that they presented that shit there. I mean, and again, that marketing is genius. Uh, and the acting is quite good. Now, I've never, I know you've brought this up. I never, when hearing the discussions of Nightmare on Elm Street and Freddy Krueger, I never hear him talk about that his, this character, Mike Hess's character, not, not, Mike, not Mike Hess, what, David Hess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm confusing <laughs> social distortion Mike Ness with David uh. Hess. Don't ask me why. So David Hess's character is Krug. I never got that c- connection. And that they've never mentioned that maybe that that, that was Kruger. He's yeah. ne- I've never heard him talk about that and say, oh, well, it's kind of like a callback to our, our early film, you know, Last House on the Left. Um, I've talked, I know I'm talking about the dream that he had, the man with the hat looking up, uh, also the reality of him living in the window, looking down and that guy looking up at him from the street and, and yeah. whatnot. But I, the name itself, I don't remember him ever connecting in any of the interviews I saw saying it was, you know, linked to Krug. Well, it, it came up last night in the documentary I watched, but it was David Hess that said it. So I'm guessing that they mentioned it to him and they were talking about it. A hundred percent. I don't know if I've heard it come from Craven's mouth either. So, okay. but I, I don't know. I'm curious. I'd like to look into that. I don't know. That is cool though. It, yeah, it, it, it's gotta be intent. You would think. Or, oh yeah. Or, I mean, you know, it, it, looking it, it, to keep. There's there's themes that Craven, Craven liked to deal with, and I can't. So when I was a kid, I told you he was one of my favorite directors, right up there. It's so right. just over time that I've I've sort of fallen out. I'm not taking anything away from him, but I've I've noticed that I his I don't like that that comedic element that I loved. Like so, I've gone backwards. I didn't mind comedy in my horror, but for his his seems really out of place as I've gotten older and I go re- revisit his movies like shocker having the little girl with the swearing, swearing mouth, uh, uh, as, as horse picker spirit jumps through her and whatever. And it just uh, kind of like more shoddily filmed and, and it just like, just those little additions to his movies I could do without some of the stuff that happened in, um, scream at the end, like his comedic bits sometimes fall flat for me. And I think it started That's right fair. here in with those cops. I think, I think he may have been trying to lighten the mood. Maybe I'm wrong with this. He's trying to lighten the mood when the movie didn't need that. So they're trying to give the audience a bit yeah. of a break from the terror. Yep. But I think it would have made the movie even that much stronger if they didn't have this bumpy-dumpy kind of attitude when, when the cops came on. No, that's fair. I hear you. I, to me, it wasn't like the music wasn't like goofy at all. It was more like a little... 
you know, folksy, kind of jovial. But it wasn't like, you know, fucking Halloween 5 with goofy shit. That's what I'm saying. Like I said, it didn't feel too much far off that when they flew off the the, the lady's truck and she's going on. Well, yeah, like I, that's meant for like chicken, and that's eleven boxes of chickens or whatever like that. And I'm like, wow, chickens. Maybe that's why they did that in fucking Devil's Rejects. Just occurred to me that a random scene out of nowhere for a comedy involving chickens. You know, <laughs> chicken fucker. They should have got that woman to be in the fucking movie or someone that looks like her. She should have just been hanging out there. I got these chickens, you know. <laughs> well, again, it's. Oh, I, I, it was more, it was more interesting. I wasn't like, what the fuck is this or anything like that when I was watching it. Right, like, no. What, what was the, what was, uh, the only thing I could think of without diving deep into an essay that has been written on the film or, or any of the documentaries was that they needed to give the, a bit of a break, give the audience a bit of a yes. rest. But then when it got back to it, you're like right back into the terror again. So there's a reason for it, but I feel like they could have dumbed it down a bit. And again, for lack of, repetition of what i just said uh i think it would add it to the to the overall film you could still have given a break but not necessarily so comedic because it almost you feels know, goofy in comparison well they ended up holding back because the script was a lot fucking darker and a lot more went down and i think maybe that's why they did that but they ended up scaling it down but at first they were showing i was looking at stuff on the script that they were showing on the documentary and there was all kinds of shit fucking and, and at one point they were going to cut off fucking uh, somebody's nipple and eat it and all this. It was all kinds of fucking perverse sexual and right. added violence that was like, they, they really went fucking too far, like even more than what we see here. And it ended up not being shot that way. So maybe they wrote those scenes because they were expecting this movie to even be darker than it ended up being. Possibly. I don't know. So but without... let me say this. The rape oh, scene. I want to yeah, mention this. Yeah, sorry. We, I've cut you off a couple times In, about that. No, no, no. In my head... In my head, the rape scene was the bad part. Now, here's the like, the like, I almost would have let Francesca maybe watch it with me yesterday if, in my head, it, it, in my head, it was what I was thinking more like a rape carving. Like, well, like, I don't, yeah, it was the carving and stuff that was bad, but the rape itself, I'm thinking more. Um, what's the other one? Day of the Day of the uh, the woman. Day of the uh, woman, or I spit uh, on your uh, grave. Thank you. Yeah. I'm thinking of the, the the brutality of the I spit on your grave rape, multiple rapes. And for whatever reason, the rape scene in this is actually quite tame. I mean, it's it's done in a, in a disturbing way, of course, especially when he's on top of her and he's doing his thing. And it's and then the moment after and everything. And it's it, it does make you sick to see it, but it's nowhere near like fucking the way it's portrayed in I spit on your grave. But in my mind, my recall was that that was the thing that was like really uh, you know, excessive and I didn't want to, my, to watch it with my daughter. So I didn't end up, you know, inviting her in Not that she would have anyway, but I thought about it because it's kind of a curious film and she loves Nightmare on Elm Street. She knows Wes Craven's movies. I'm like, this is how this guy got started. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's another thing. I'd love to see Craven's movies and anyone can do it in a row. Just watch them. Fuck it. And, and see how, how his career. You, you could do that, Dave. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean, it's not so it's, bad. It's doable, and this is considered this. When I go again, when I was a kid researching, getting into horror and, and reading up about shit, it sounded like this movie, The Hills of Eyes, and, and A Nightmare on Elm Street were put like these were his ten out of tens. 
like, yeah. at, at the time. So then I was always like, I've got to check these movies out. No question about it. Like I said, I was there. A Nightmare on Elm Street for me resonated more, maybe because it was more modern. And 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 and, and Freddy was just, it's is just such a cool fucking character. It's great. And there's a fantasy element there. So there's a separation element there too. Um, and then when we revisited Hills of Eyes, I wasn't blown away by it. I've always liked it, but I'm not blown away by it. Same with this. Same with this. And, and I, I've tried. I'm, but again, I'm not saying I don't like it. But reading the synopsis of The Virgin Spring, um, which uh, is another was a film, uh, it, it's literally just a different time frame. But it's like they send a girl and her friend, the parents send a girl and her friend, they're devout uh, Christians, to deliver these candles to a church. And they come across sheep herders that uh, rape and kill them. And then they end up uh. at the farmhouse of the parents. So essentially, and they and they get a fitting revenge. It's it's literally that movie just brought into modern society. So you've got to take the fact that this has always been there. So like whether it's, uh, you know, that Christian fundamental here, it was maybe the wholesomeness. Like you were saying, maybe it's a direct re- reaction to what's happened in the U.S., uh, you you can't right. deny the fact of how they introduced the girl talking about wearing a bra and, and sexualizing her and saying she's she's you know coming up from uh, right in, in sexuality and really kind of ready, but then of course meets this brutality instead. There's there's all of that there, which of course stems from from this script and this movie, The Virgin Spring as well. But it's just interesting that the time frame really works. Here as well, based on what you're talking about, just with the hippie age, Manson, Vietnam, everything happening yeah. as well, and taking the story in, in that time frame and, and using the grittiness there. So there's something to that as well, but it's still an exploitation film. And I, I was about to say just, and I don't want to say just, because I think there is a little bit more here. But well, sure, I, I, can't, I can't overlook its faults, budget or not. Uh, budget or not, there, there, there just seems to be. We've talked about low budget movies, and and some of them even work a bit more so. I do not see the level of praise that I'll, I'll, some people do put on this movie. I definitely say that it it has its strengths. I still say that it it, it holds up from from being difficult to watch, but I'm not blown away by it. I am not blown away by it. I've never been blown away by it. I've always liked it, and I've always owned it. And it's just one of those movies that had a reputation for a long time, maybe because it was one of the first that to, to, to have this feel and to have that, you know, that chunk in the middle where it's, you know, pretty brutal as soon as they get out into the woods with everything they do to these two girls. You know what I mean? And the way it's filmed and the way it looks, it's pretty it's pretty brutal. So it's like maybe like I said, I, I'm not gonna pretend to be a historian about all this stuff because I don't know. I'm just saying that it maybe it for me. If I'm talking to a casual, you know, a, a guy at work, I'll, I'll say, well, 1972, you know, if it comes up, Last House on the Left, they weren't making movies like that back then. That's I'll throw that out as a general statement because that's kind of how I feel. Now, somebody might come on and say, well, in 1969 or these movies were made and this was kind of like – so there were exploitation films and they did have this type of violence before. This is just the first time it became more well-known or something. I, I could be wrong. I'm not going to pretend to know stuff I don't. So – but – I still get that feel when I watch it. It's done really well. There isn't a lot to say about the beginning. I mean, it's just, there's some funny things. I'll tell you that. The kid with the balloon, when they pop the fucking balloon, is funny because he's great. David Hess. 
is just oh. fucking the performances. Even the other guy, they're they're all pretty good performances of the people on the screen. Like I said, maybe the parents aren't as strong, but the, the brother, the brother, I thought was actually one of the best. Yeah, you know he's a porn. He was a porn fucking star, and he, uh, he became a porn director. And he is the one that regret doesn't regret this movie the the most, but thinks it's the worst thing he ever took part in. But he had fun doing it. But it's weird. He has like this attitude. All the porn, the, the, he's like, yeah, th- this movie probably caused like eight people to be raped or something like that, he said. So he doesn't care about that he's done porn and directed porn. That's okay for people to watch and has no a negative effect on anything. But Last House on the Left, he believes, does, which is kind of weird. But weird. That, weird. Know, that aside, yeah. He, all the performances are really good. And David Hess is just fucking great. He's, I just watched House on the Edge of the Park recently. Uh, for the 1980 thing, and it's the same thing. He steals the show, you know. But there's well, some it, comedy here too. It like, started with those te- those titles. I was going to mention that you, the House at the Edge of the Park. I think there's another one called House yeah. on uh, Last House on the Left Two. Like the, I know that they wanted to make uh, like some sort of official sequel. How I don't know, but uh, I obviously that we know that there, a remake exists. But they there was a movie because this is what they did in Italy. Something got Last of the Last House on the Left Two in the title, and I I can't think of the movie right now but it was they they threw that around yeah. as well during that time frame where titles would all interchange and and whatever but there was no official sequel or whatnot and i know there's that chaos one that had stallone's son that in it or whatever i've never seen that that sounded like a exactly something i wouldn't be it looked like it was a modern version of this but just focusing on the brutality not necessarily any of the th- themes just the brutality and that's the difference between a lot of the other ones is they might not have the thematic elements. They just have the brutality. But anyway, you're, you're, you're about to say there's comedy in this film. And I went off on well, the tangent again. No, 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 no. And that's things that, that made me laugh. I mean, uh, did, <laughs> the, the whole thing with the kid in the balloon. I like that with the cigar just for no reason. Another, but then this is the yeah, that was funny. When you're listening to the radio broadcast, they see that the one guy, I think Cruller, could it be the other one, they're talking about things that they've done in the past. And one of the words literally that they say is, he is known for peeping Tomism. <laughs> peeping Tomism is a fucking word delivered in this movie over yeah, the radio. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was it. Like, there was that report. There, like, I mean, they just, they happen to run into the, like, the girls are not pretty smart at all or not street smart at all at all they go up to that house that 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 news report was funny i mean there was something else that mm-hmm. because it was i was talking well we've talked about the coincidence i thought there's something else i was just going to mention but it was uh i lost my train of thought dave i i don't even know what i was going with that's okay the radio <laughs> peeping tomism something else yeah. funny that was said on the radio he got his son hooked on fucking junk which how did he get his son hooked on junk when he was in, in the clink in in, in, oh, in yeah. the sun was free i said it was his brother but it's his son yeah that's yeah. it right yeah I don't know. Am I right or wrong? The, the, well, the, the, the kid didn't escape. The other two guys escaped. Krug and the other yeah, cat. They, they, you're right. right. They said, well, they uh, they seem to know this newscast was really just giving you the backstory and all right. the exposition that we needed to know who these guys were, to be totally honest. Right. Yeah, that's true. They, yeah. they, the newscast knew way too much information <laughs> about, like, why Why would that be an important detail to, to put? It wasn't a documentary on the group. It was a news, a all points bulletin. Like, why would they say, and he got his son addicted to heroin? And like, right. <laughs> And he's a peeping Tom. Yeah. It's not. It's bad enough. We already know he's a murderer and a rapist. Yeah. And they can see that. They, he's been convicted on whatever, whatever he's done. But he's a peeping Tom too, by the way. Peeping Tomism. <laughs> great. That is just great. a 
He's a pervert. You know? I don't know. It's fucking... It's ridiculous. But when the shit does hit the fan and all this stuff goes down, that's what it's all... The blood looks so fucking real. When they first stab, what's her name, Phyllis, and she spits blood at him, you know what I'm talking about? It looks so... Yes. Fucking, it looks real murder here. It Something about this movie and the cuts being made and the blood that comes out, it, it, it looks like people talk about Cannibal Holocaust and everything else, and I'm not taking one thing away from it, but I'm tell, I, I could see people seeing this movie and just seeing like some of these scenes here in 1972 and saying, what the fuck, did they really stab these girls? Like, seriously. It, it's just the way it's portrayed and, and the rape itself, and, and that's yeah. the one thing I don't understand. It's a great scene when they show their regret, like they're, they're sick yeah. with themselves the rape. But why is that so bad, but murdering a girl isn't? Which I'll never understand till the fucking... I'm not taking away from the scene. It is great. It shows like a little human from them. Is it it's after like, they shoot her, though? Isn't it after they shoot her that they have the regret? It's after he rapes that? her. After the, okay. right after he rapes her, yeah, she a, gets up. They cut yeah. her and rape her. Then she gets up and she just kind of walks away slowly, and they're just standing there, and she sits down and looks at them, and they're just looking at each other and looking at themselves like fucking disgusted. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's a great scene. Oh, that's what makes him want to end it, right? That's what, it's almost like he's now putting her out of her misery, in a sense. But she does She she keeps walking. She goes into the water. She's distraught. And you got to kill him at that point. You already killed the other one, too. You know what I mean? When I lost my train of thought, I knew that that's what I was going for. The chase sequence. That girl's on the other side of the lake or the river, the, the creek. She's she's practically home free and then they cut to a scene and they're on her they're right on top of her again well he there comes out he missing. jumps out Crew That's jumps what out I, of I, I knew there was something else i wanted to but it was like she the the girl was nowhere to be found he was behind her and then suddenly they're right on her again i just felt like yeah but it was plot convenience yet again like she was so close i thought they could have done something where it felt like she was escaping and then she gets pulled back in or something i don't know it just seemed too random like she's running away, she's running away. She looks free, and then they cut. They they go back to something else, and whether it's the cops or whatever, they cut back to the chase, and he's right behind her again. I'm like, that's well, so hold on. weird. The the one that does catch her though, is Krug with the machete, who was off someplace else. He left. The other one stayed back, and she convinced them, "Hey, can I put my clothes on?" And then she then she she runs away from the other yeah, ones. Krug is off doing his own thing, and then as she's running, all of a sudden. Crew comes out with the machete in front of her. So to me, that's enough to say, well, he was in a different place. So it plays off a little bit. You know what I mean? As opposed to like, I, well, Jason yeah. does it in, in fucking part two when she's running I mean, through the woods and all of a sudden he jumps out of the fucking yeah, woods. Yeah, that's that's right? everything. That, that's a slasher trope. But here, when you're grounded in reality based on everything that we're saying the movie does right from a, from that gritty cinematic, cinema verite style, uh, that this just seems kind of like a bad, a bad jump in time or lapse in time and, and bad, not bad editing because they're working with what they've got, but there, there should have been something to lead up to that. Let's say they couldn't catch her, but the way that it was intercut in the movie seems like it came out of nowhere. And it seems like she was running well away from them. So Krug being in front of them, you're right. It would be a total Jason moment, but that seems even weirder because we're kind of grounded in more reality here. Well, Krug could have been elsewhere. It is only just a movie, just a movie. Only whatever. But Krug was elsewhere, so maybe he just happened to be there in the direction she's running. Because she's in, a, he could hear all these footsteps fucking running through the wood. You know what I mean? Boom, 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 coming leaves rustling and whatnot. And he happens to be there, and he comes up and, and cuts him off. Now, 
I could also be giving the scene too much credit and maybe not paying attention to the other two people that were pursuing her. Maybe they're right behind her. Maybe right after crew comes out, they're suddenly there. If that's the case, then you're right in, your, in what you said. Well, the, but if she's, not, they're across the river at some point or whatever. So she's on the other side and he can't, There's although there's rocks, he can't see the navigate. And then suddenly he's on the same side after her. Okay. And then Krug's there. It just seems, again, it, I, I think they're trying to get that false sense. She's got to get away. Everything's going to be fine or she's going to get help or whatever. Someone's going to survive. And no, it, it, but you could have, again, you could have gotten to that ending and been more satisfying as opposed to this one just seems to be like out of nowhere. And again, I might be nitpicking, but it just seems, again, if we're know. trying to, if this is what we do, in this, if we're, we're dissecting these scenes and through the editing, whatever, again, maybe a lack of budget, maybe lack of shooting time. I don't know. It just seemed a little out of whack. That false sense of uh, hope could have been even built upon even more so. So again, I'm, not, yeah, I'm just saying right, things then. that I've noticed while watching the movie this time, since it's been so long. Um, I mean, the, the story is thin, but the themes keep it alive. And again, when you really look at this, I need to watch this uh, Virgin Spring. It came out in 1960. Uh, Ingrid Bergman directed. Uh, it, it's a black and white you know, f- Swedish film. Uh, I, it sounds identical. That you're kind of wondering... Did they, well, they were did, showing it did in they the get, Did they get oh, yeah. legal in legal trouble for this? Because it I seems like no, it's... I I don't think so, but Craven was talking about it, and they were actually showing stills from it in the documentary. So I don't know, but I was the second half. There was two documentaries, maybe three, and at the end of the last one, the, the second half of it, I was kind of dozing off a little bit, and I was getting tired and stuff, and trying to hang. And actually, my cat Ginny was laying in my lap. So just because Ginny was laying in my lap, I didn't want to get up. So I, I decided to stay there and, and tilt my shit back. And try to go to sleep on the couch. So what I was doing was I was closing my eyes and trying to doze off. And maybe I wake up like an hour or two later and go to bed. She'd be gone, you know. So I'm laying back doing my thing. But every so often I would get up and look and I'd look at the screen. So like the last 20 minutes of, of this of this documentary I was watching, I was in and out of it. But I do remember seeing the pictures. I'm like, what is this, another film? But I heard him talk. Yeah. So I'm thinking it had to be that one, you know. Black and white film. Um yeah, the Stover Black. Uh, yeah. Uh, Max Exorcist, dude. Van, uh, whatever. Oh, Van Saito? Uh, yeah, Van Saito. I think he's a. Ex- Exorcist. <laughs> it's like a fucking. Like uh, something for a little kid, like a kid. The way show. my mind works. Max Exorcist. <laughs> yeah, Max. You know, Max Exorcist. It's a new movie. Like a cartoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it isn't some. I'm so. I'm not even going to talk about modern ripoffs. Oh, jeez. Uh, but man. Anyway, yeah. I mean, it, again, I was. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this. And I was like, I, well, I enjoyed it. Get, I got to No, I'm like, I got to get my mind. I can't go in negative because if you go in negative, it's very hard for a movie to win you back. And that's not fair to the, the, the film. So then I just, I just tried to, I just said, okay, go and let's just take us for what it is. Let's be objective as much as I can be. Uh, but some of that editing at the beginning annoyed me. And, but I don't, I, I, I would say I'm a seven out of 10. When I'll say seven that, is I, fair. Yeah, I don't. I, I, it was. It's good. It's good. I, it's got a place in history. Maybe I'm not giving it enough historical importance. Maybe we're giving it too much historical importance. I'm not too sure because I'm not a historian. But I'm just saying the reality is that it seems like it did come out at a time when this wasn't the norm. And it was a wake up call right. to, to bridge that Dracula ism of Hammer movies to the realism that we then got throughout the 70s. Because you're right. talking about 72 here, then we got the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and now we're like, holy shit, this is not hammer horror. 
anymore. And all the black and white ones. We're into something different. So for and that, a chainsaw. Yeah, and a chainsaw. 1972 with a chainsaw. And it, gee, yeah. we didn't even talk about that at all. When they get to the house and they meet with the parents and the way they're chowing down and this and that. Oh, the and blue you kind of, You kind of <laughs> almost, which it's done so well, though. Smart woman. But, I mean, it's like you kind of, they try to make you almost feel sorry for them a few times. Once, not sorry for them, but pity a little bit like the the scene after they realize they've done wrong a human emotion then they get to the place and they do their thing and then it's like they're seeing how the other half lives and you kind of like man i haven't had a meal like this and and you're kind of they try i think to do that intentionally to like saying okay look at these people are living here they got a good life you're gonna come and have a meal <laughs> the girl's chugging wine and shit she keeps yeah. having class after class we barely even talked about her she's a great character too you know but it's like they come in there and they do their shit they have their meal, which is great, and then they discover what they discover, which is fucking, okay, this is the house. Oh, my God, we killed their daughter. Oh, shit, okay. And then the kid junking out and freaking. But the thing is, I like all that stuff, and it's really awful when they discover it, though. Like, I feel so bad for the fuck. When the mother goes into the suitcase and she, she sees the fucking blood there and all that shit, it's fucking yeah. horrible. Hor- and then here's one thing. I wish that oh. dream sequence was real. Oh, and then they find the body. Sorry for cutting you off. That was the other plot convenience. I knew there was two other things that I... Well, because they said I was in the water there. Right. I know, but come on. Well, the lake is probably only so big, and it's probably floating. Okay. It's not buried. I could take everything, because, again, we we review a lot of movies that are like this. It just seems there's a lot of things that, like, that just sort of, they come across too easily. I know you need this stuff, Um. To, to further progress things it just seems there, there was there was maybe too many liberties and maybe it's the same thing in this original story and this original movie too i don't know haven't seen it but i'm just saying that like you the revenge part is great um the dream you're saying you want you wish the dream was real yeah dude because they were like the, the most vicious scene of the film teeth that shit fucks me up. imagine waking yeah. up and having that and the fucking yeah. and, and, and the way they're being so calm sit still hold that come in here and do i for oh. some reason i forgot oh. and at first i thought it was real i thought this is where this is where this is gonna start and I that would have been cool and they just go right into fucking torture and all this shit because it's been so long since i saw it but i wish that was part of the thing because that would have been badass but well I guess he foreshadows. I mean, obviously, his dream is a pre- premonition in a sense because it does happen, just not in that exact same way. But uh, true, it, it's yeah, it's funny because I th- I forgot that too. I'm like, I don't remember this being the start, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's a dream. It's a dream. Uh, yeah. But- Why did that girl jump in the pool? That's what I'm when she's being chased by the fucking mother. <laughs> now, if you're being chased and you're trying to get away and you see a pool, would you jump in the pool? Don't you think it's going to slow things down? No, or I wouldn't jump in the pool. You can't get me now? You no, would? Again, no, I wouldn't jump in the oh, pool. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> okay. I was Excuse like, wait me. a minute. Maybe if they couldn't swim and you knew for a fact, I'll jump in the pool. But I mean, how long are you going to stay there for? It's a pool. You're, no. you're, you're, they're waiting for you. Yeah, I thought that was weird that they had her. She should have tripped into the pool or something. Get her in the pool. It's a good scene in the way they slice yeah. it. And, you know, and, and she died. But why jump in the pool? It just seems like the, the less you do. Isn't it funny that there is satisfaction with them killing the like? There is satisfaction because you're putting yourself just like Death Wish and all those other ones. You're you yeah uh, yeah Gary Death Wish. Uh, Gary Miller's a huge Death Wish fan. <laughs> yeah, I Death Wish out. again. Yeah, Two so shows then, in a row. Yeah, that, now that was a couple years after. But I'm just saying there is that feeling of 
satisfaction, which is why people love those movies, right? You've wronged me, you've wronged, or you've wronged my family, and now I'm coming back, and then you 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 live vicariously through that character because you're like, that's what I I would do now. They take the brutal route, like they're they they turn themselves into essentially monsters. But again, I can't. I, maybe I wouldn't give anybody a blowjob and bite their but their their dick off, but I would definitely chase them around with maybe a chainsaw <laughs> and something. If they I would do whatever it took. Yeah. If if I knew, let's say let's say the guy happened to be gay, right? And I got that information, and somehow I knew this. I uh, I legit would pretend like I was gonna give him a blowjob, and say, okay, let's sneak out here. You know what I mean? And I would fucking do it because they killed my daughter. There's no question. As a matter of fact, would you put it, out a, Would you put it up on over like like you know how they kill a moose? They take the moose head and put it over like the <laughs> the fireplace. Would you put like its dick and balls over your fireplace afterwards? Like just like as a yeah, I'd have it stuffed. Memento, yeah. <laughs> a guy will get the taxidermy too. I'll have him stuffed and fucking Perfect. put over the fireplace. That'd be great. <laughs> that's a, that's a little know? Gonzo dick on top of the fireplace. Man. Well, first of all, I would have a thing because my daughter's dead, right? So I would have to have her ashes oh. or something like yeah. a little thing to her there, and then below it would be that. See, they're motherfuckers. The cock and balls, yeah. Yeah, this is this is what I did. But it's funny because my daughter just yesterday, out of nowhere, we were watching this show called Most Evil, and it's about serial killers. It's a long story, but um, it's a really good show. So we watched this show, Frankie and I. And out of nowhere, she asked me, she says, Dad, if you were to kill somebody, how would you do it? Oh, I don't know where she asked me this. <laughs> but I asked her, I go, well, you got to put it into context. Why am I killing the person? What's going on here? Is there a reason behind it? Is it? She goes, okay, you have to kill somebody and you're going to decide, you know, it's the person you hate most in the world. So I said, okay. I said, a pipe. You said, I, I, that was the first thing that came to mind. I said, a pipe. I go, because here's why. A clue? A lead pipe. No. A fucking line <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it. Now, if I hate somebody, if I, if I, if if I can get a, if I have to kill somebody and I I already know who it would be, number one I want them to know it's me doing it, so I don't want it to shoot them or. Oh, so the it, pipe has some symbol, uh, some well, symbolic nature and okay. I'm, it's not I'm a symbolic. Listen. I'm all ears. <laughs> you clock somebody in the head with a pipe, they're gonna go down, but they're not gonna be dead. Okay, mm-hmm. you, you save enough to get them down, and if they don't go down on the first hit, then you get them in the hip or the knee, whatever it is. So you take a little bit of time. You hit them a couple times, you get them down on the ground, and then when they're half conscious, whatever, then you come up above them, you hold the pipe up, you look at it, and you tell them, hey, I just want you to know that I'm the one that's fucking doing this. I'm the one ending your life, motherfucker. Bing. And pick it up, bash in the fucking skull, and just keep, and, you know, I may be before the ribs and this and this, and then, uh, because it's a vengeance kill. It's something that you want to do. Yeah. But slicing their throat, I don't think I could slice somebody's throat with a knife. Something about holding on a knife and slicing is, I don't know, and it's shooting's too, no fun. It's too... I don't too, know. It's uh, too primal, maybe? Maybe. I don't know what it is. It's just the, the feel of, of, of slicing someone's skin and seeing blood come out. I don't know. It just seems like I've gone too far. But for some reason, a pipe... <laughs> but bashing the guy's head in. <laughs> Ad nauseum with a it pipe. wouldn't be a guy. That's too far. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had to, if they said you have I, to kill somebody, man, right? I never even thought. No matter how much I've, we've talked about our favorite deaths, our, you know, we write them into whatever movie or script or, or talk. Ta- I've never actually thought about which way I would kill somebody in real life. Well, she asked. I had to yeah. come up with an answer. I, I, I pondered for about Did twenty you? seconds. <laughs> yeah, I, I said a, a pipe. A pipe would be the way. Anyway. <laughs> Wowzers. Um. 
Yeah. I wanted to say one more thing. The blow your brains out thing was great when he's fucking yelling with his son and all that. Blow your brains out. That's fucking great stuff, dude. Hess is great. Yeah. And and when and when when uh, the father's doing the wire spool, I I, I was oh. totally fucking in my head. This is what was going on. Doom, 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 doom. I was totally fucking nightmare. And I'm sure it's the same exact shot. It's exact. I, that's what I'm saying. They start with that, but then he doesn't just put shaving cream on the ground. He rubs it in because that's what will make it slippery. But it, it almost is comical because I think he could have gotten away with just putting the shaving cream on the ground and we would have known where it is. But then he's like, he lathers it into the floor. And I, I actually kind of laughed. I'm like, okay. Uh, but then him getting electrocuted, he sets this up Nancy style. And, and again, you can't call this a dream. Yeah. Because or all one big nightmare, but it seems like it's more grounded in something that can be done in less time than like the the you know the gunpowder light bulb and everything else in Nightmare on the Street. <laughs> true, true. He funnels up the light and then puts the gun. Anyway, uh-huh. it works. It's good. I love like yeah. you know. There's some just desserts here. Yes, there are monsters at the end, too. That's when the cops finally do their thing right. This is the other problem. These cops are bumbling around all society uh, through the woods, running here, there, and everywhere. Get a lift, whatever. They finally arrive after everything's done. Why they arrive at the house, do we know this? Why they just show up at the house? Or is that just to end the movie? No, don't do it. Boom, they did it. I think they find out that she's dead, I believe. I got. Or do they find the other girl first? Do they find they, her? Well, I, they know they uh, find the car. So were they going back to the car or was it going to always go back oh. to the house or something? Oh, yeah. that, I, I feel like I'm missing something, even though I just watched it. I did watch it a few days ago because I wanted to make sure I, I didn't get worked and distract me from being able to see it before the weekend. But I don't think there is. I think they just show up again because I had all this list. I, which I didn't write down of of just coincidence. You know what I mean? And again, it just happens to me. They are able to find the daughter without any... any uh, much searcher or thought like they pretty much walk right up to her and go, Oh, our little girl, let's put her on the couch. Uh, and then the cops just show up at the end. They're like, no, don't. And you know, the family, they, they, they've, uh, they've had their vengeance. Um, uh, but does it solve anything? No, but damn in that moment, would it feel good to know that you got, you were able to take care of your, your, uh, daughter's, uh, you know, murderers. Whatnot, yeah, so. it would. It would feel good to do. But again, it's about Vietnam. It's the same thing Craven was talking about. He goes, we were seeing all this stuff from the war. There had never been a movie, a war we watched along. And we were seeing all this yeah. stuff. It, like, it was like documentary footage. It was looking this way. And he goes, and we're watching all the stuff going on. And from our perspective as we're watching it, there was no good guys and there's no bad guys. There was just everybody yeah. fighting. And I think that's what he ultimately went for with this. You well, know? that's the thing. Yeah, the theme is like, yeah, like murders happening and uh, a good guy can easily become a bad guy. Quote, right. unquote, or whatever. It's a thin line. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> seven and a half. That, that's my rating. Okay. So we're not Find far it. off. Yeah. No. no. I've never been over the moon with it, but I but I did enjoy it. I still like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a good story. But I think the thing at the end, I think it was properly explained. But don't quote me on it, but I'm leaning towards they went to the house. There was a reason for them to be there besides just movie convenience i hope so if not that's that's kind of a almost unforgivable <laughs> but whatever i mean it's at some point they know their daughter's involved with it of course so there's a connection there so it's not like a, a total leap of faith but the well, fact but she's that missing. they would just go right there yeah but uh, yeah they don't she's know she's missing that... and then they find the the, the the car broken down and they know that it's their car 
So maybe they just added it up. A missing girl and people that are known to be killers. Let's see. Yeah. Well, that's the best I can come up with. If it's not explained, that's good enough, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. So uh, we're not yeah. going to have time to BS. We're going to have to do it. But before, I wanted to address one thing because it does keep coming up. Uh, and, and the thing is this. We have to uh, – the percentages of people, 76%, yes, 24%, no. 45 votes, top 100 lists. Are you going to submit one? So a lot of people said they're going to put in their top 100 list, so please do. I've only gotten like four so far, and they're all cool and everything. I'm, my, mine's pretty much done. I just got to rate it. Put put them in order. But the thing is this. People keep on asking and keep on asking and keep on asking, and I keep on telling them since day one I've been saying the same thing. They're due on Labor Day, okay, whatever that day is in September, first week of September, whatever. Um, first Monday. There you go. 100 you. for your top movie. Not the other way around. Let's say Christian's favorite movie is Friday the 13th. He puts 100. He writes the number down, 100. Friday the 13th. His second favorite movie is Jaws. 99, Jaws. Third one. So it's weird. Nine, so your number one eight. is going to be 100 on the list. Because you're assigning Cause you the point value. the points. Exactly. Same exact thing. Because think about this. Exactly. Movies that have higher points are going to, it's addition. We're going to add them up. And the ones that have the most points are the winners, not the other way around. So 100 is your favorite movie. You don't have to even number them. You could. You could say one dot and then write Friday the 13th and then 100 Give on the right side yeah, if yeah, you yeah. want to. Yeah. That's fine, but it's real easy. 100, 99, 98, down the line. The, high, the more then points you get. Then 97, then 96. Yes. Then I, th- I would assume 95, 94, 93. In order. 92, 91, 90. Then maybe 89, 88, 87, 86. You got it. See? 85, 84, 83. I, I, I really wanted to take that you jump to zero or to one, <laughs> but... I thought I, I could just see Chris wanting to choke me through. Uh, <laughs> anyway. I wish you would have. Yeah. Kept going. You would have let See, me. but people listen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you again because people still don't get the concept. And I think it's so easy. I can't figure it out. It's 100 for your top, 99. You're going to write 100 movies. So the movie that's at your number 100 movie is actually not, not your, you know, is going to have one point. You know what I mean? You only like fucking whatever you only like uh zombie so much so you're only going to give it one point it's your 100th favorite fucking horror movie your favorite horror movie gets 100 points that's it and down you yeah. go it's really you got that alabama you gotta yeah it's always about repetition for alabama repetition it's important so there it's it is key. repetition is so key. Hopefully. one movie repetition is key hold on repetition is key key wait a minute here Wait a minute. I'm thinking of something I, I might else. Have, I might actually not be quoting it directly the way it's said in the movie, so I oh, can't no. necessarily fault you if you don't get it. Because I'm going. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it because they say, "Oh, it's my train of thought." Repetition. Uh, maybe I I'm, don't know. I, I, again, and you—you you probably will actually. Once I see the movie, you'll probably correct me on how it's said in the movie. Okay. And Natural Born Killers. Oh, no, 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 okay. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> repetition no. works, David. Yeah. <laughs> repetition works, David. That's what yeah, he said. Yeah, he goes, okay. he keeps, tonight, live with Wayne Gale. Yeah. <laughs> Saying that. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's funny. 
I knew. <laughs> see, that's what I love. I, I even I knew. Wait, I don't think I've actually quoted it wrong. And uh, if I give you the movie, you'll know it. And because I know it's one of your favorites. So. Oh fuck! <laughs> it's awesome. Repetition. You think any of those nitwits out there in Zombieland remember anything? Yeah. It's junk food for the brain, you know, filler, fodder. Repetition works, David. <laughs> oh, he's great. I fucking love him. God, what a movie. <laughs> I gotta watch it now. Yeah. Uh, shit. There you go. Uh, so, yeah. There it is. Yeah, we're going, well, let's jump right Well, not jump right in. Let's mosey on in to our next 1972 I'm so curious about what your take's going to be on this. And it is Sisters, directed by Brian De Palma. It's funny, I never, I don't think I ever said, we talked about the fact that Last House on the Left was directed by Wes Craven, but we we sort of just danced around it. I don't think I actually physically announced it or formally announced it at the beginning. But this is Sisters, directed by Brian De Palma. And let me see if I can get the the actual description out and read it properly this time. Oh, it's, like, it's a short one. A small-time reporter tries to convince the police she saw a murder in the apartment across from hers. Very kind of bizarre synopsis based on what the actual movie's about, but that that it's true. It, it, it's true. Uh, this is this is very Hitchcock, as we're probably both going to say. Of course. It's, it's psycho almost through and through. <laughs> to a degree, it's also rear window. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that it, description it, it, sounds like rear window. Yeah, this is a murder. No, you're right. It's a, it's, it's yeah. what De Palma did. He, he, he right. loved Hitchcock so much. He took and and usually puts pushed them together. Like even his uh, obsession was kind of a combination of of uh, vertigo and, and and whatnot. So like the the you're right. It's like rear window with with, with Psycho, uh, and you know again not one that I've watched like based on De Palma's filmography, this was probably the fourth time I watched this movie as well. well. This is it. I'm just going to say this from Jump, and I'm going to see what you think. I was really into it the first act. The the way it was shot, the fucking Bernard Herrmann score, all the nuances, all this stuff, I was so much enjoying it like half an hour in, and then when they go to that one like 20-minute scene when they're panning between the rooms and they're seeing – when they actually get into the reporter sees this and she go, they go in the house and there's the cover-up and the, that stuff is great. That reminds me of like some of the scenes in that movie Rope, that Hitchcock. So I see all these influences and I think they're great and I'm really hook, line, and sinker in the beginning just with the story of what's going on and then when they go into the apartment and she sees it. But to me – and th- this is the problem is that I was so into it. I'm thinking, man, if this continues at this rate, this might end up being my favorite to Palma. Well, no, I'm sorry. Not nothing's going to top Gary. Either way, I'm watching the movie and I'm really into it. I'm like, man, this is great. Now, oh, flash, flash back a second. I go to watch this movie and I look on Letterboxd and I had rated it in the past and I had watched it. I'm like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> I, I, I was 10 minutes in. I remember everything about the Peeping Tom segment. And I remember this. I'm like, wait a minute. I've seen this before. So I'm 10 minutes in the movie, 15 minutes. I'd seen this before. But when? So sure enough, I look it up and I did watch it. I don't know when. I couldn't find exactly when. And I know when I rated it. And it's going to be the same. But I'm watching the movie. And I'm so into it. And then the third act, it fucking it falls off the tracks for me. I don't know how you feel, but that's completely what happened to me. I'm halfway there with you. First two act, the first hour, I think is great. Great. I do too. And then then the the, the last half hour, yeah, I I don't know if it it doesn't fall apart. It's just, uh, 
Okay, like I, I wanted more. Okay, I wanted something right. else. So I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I felt like we, we had all the answers, almost, but then it went a different route that I thought it was going to take, and I don't know if that was as satisfying as what I would have wanted. But again, again, what we want and what the actual movie is, it are two different things, right? And this is we, we sometimes get burned for this. Well, okay. Who cares what you wanted? Write the movie for what it actually is. Okay, well then, what what the movie actually is? I didn't like where it went in the third act. I thought no, that, that's so all. When I she mean. goes to the when she was, goes to the um, the home and gets mistaken as a patient, great idea. But then it's too long there, and it, it, yes. it, it, it it's something. And why is she going to bed with her? What's that all yeah, well, about? I it has that dream. It's like the doctor, but it, it it becomes the way they explain it to us, but yeah. in somewhat. I don't know if it's, I don't know back in 72 if people would have been like this, but I find sometimes De Palma does think his audience is a little dumb. Maybe, maybe he thinks it's just all Alabama watch. I'm kidding. I'm sorry, Alabama. I'm really picking on you today. I'm kidding. But ultimately it, 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 it felt like we know this already. Like maybe they're digging, digging a little bit deeper, but I, we kind of know all this story. So what, what are we doing here now? And so right. I, I just felt like we, it was like over explaining something we already knew. That's how I looked at it. And so then I'm like, oh, that should have ended a lot stronger than it did. But, but damn, that first so good. hour is great. Yes. It's great. It is. I'm really into it. And I don't, I see, okay, when I say fall apart, maybe that's har- a harsh critique. Uh, it isn't like I'm saying it crashed and burned and it ruined the whole film. It's not that bad. It's just. I don't know. It just kind of ran out of steam and it just was nowhere near as good for me. It just, the route that they took in the third act is how good everything was going up until that point was just like, eh, it doesn't seem like enough. It's like half of the stuff you knew already, like you said, and the stuff that does happen to me, it didn't make any sense. Why would she put her in the bed next to the, next to the girl? What does that have to do with anything? As I understand she was a conjoint twin, but who cares? That's, Again, that's what he's doing. He's drawing parallels, almost as if the doctor is expecting that this will either cure or or, or possibly um, help. Um, oh my God, Margot Kiddo's character. I get them mixed up now. Danielle or whatever, whatever. But the yeah, Danielle or Dominique. something, and it doesn't really it doesn't really do anything. But again, I think it's more plot convenience to help us tell the story in a little bit more detail uh, to jump back and to, and to, and to combine. And again, with, with typical Brian De, uh, De Palma isms, like you go through this sort of dream versus reality versus recreation of the actual events. It kind of all just kind of happens there. And now, and then she's there almost like the reporter character now is there witnessing almost everything as if she's living it. Right. And so it really doesn't right. make sense, but for movie sense, maybe. And this is what the Palma can get away with, or at least tries to get away with. Whether he's successful or not, it's up to the viewer of, of being able to create this world where you go into. But really, that couldn't happen in real life, really. It makes it almost supernatural, in a sense. But the setup is yeah. is, is great. The setup is yeah. very much like, you know, we get the, we get this character. Uh, Marco Kidder's great in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. With the doctor, we find out there's, there's a crazed sister, or they were conjoined twins, or they were twins, and they she has a sister that's maybe, like, that we don't see. And right off the gate, you get those, those uh, psycho, like, vibes. Uh, and whatnot, like I at least I did. You only hear the voice. There's, she's having a full fledged conversation with herself in this other room, but yet because we're not seeing right. it, 
you can only you can only think hmm, this is very psycho. And again, with it being a Palma, right. you can only start thinking this has got some psycho vibes to it. Again, now at the time, seventy two, he hadn't necessarily been considered a De Palma or a Hitchcock. Maybe he was a Hitchcock fan, but I don't think there was, he didn't have the filmography at that point. By the time you got the dress to kill right. body double, you had all these other films that kind of relied on, on, on that. So I think he probably got a pass and maybe people weren't seeing it quite yet upon retrospect, going back and vi- revisiting this movie with knowing De Palma's filmography, his love for Hitchcock and how much he, Boros of like homage or, or steals from that's what we're dealing with now and so maybe it was a bit more of a surprise to audiences back in 72 but looking upon it with eyes now it's it jumps out right at you there's a scene right out of psycho too i think it's the second turning point maybe where the doctor sim- simply says like that like almost like the equivalent of well, Mrs. Bates died, then who's buried in that cemetery? Like, there's right. practically that line from a doctor who delivers all the information that essentially tells you that that sister's dead. <laughs> it's a verbatim, almost a carbon copy, which I loved. I was like, oh, that's awesome. I didn't take it as, oh, what a ripoff, but I, I, I kind of loved it. But it's verbatim, that scene, <laughs> all over again. Then who's buried point. in the cemetery? <laughs> right. Yeah. Shit, you're right. Well, so, okay. But I enjoyed all that. The killing was vicious. Like, yeah, done done quickly, but but like with enough gore to kind of be satisfying. And, oh, I liked it. No, yeah. I liked all that stuff. I now in retrospect, because I had a feeling, even though I forgot a lot of the stuff about the movie, because I guess the first time I watched it, I wasn't as into it the first two acts, and I completely fell out of it in the third act, so I don't remember anything. But this time I was into it. So, um. I knew where it was going to go because it's 50 years later with the twin thing, right? And I see that the, the psycho conversation, like you called it. And I, Here's the thing. When the guy comes in the room, the doctor and the ex-husband, right? Yeah. He comes in and she says something and he says, and I'm watching him and he says, Dominique is here. And he has a look on his face and he's not doing it for her. He's doing it. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm thinking if this comes back later and this guy's the ex-husband and he, he already told her she was sick. I'm thinking I know where the story's going to go, and if this does happen, that doesn't make sense. So that's a little bit of a something that they sh- I wish they wouldn't a have done. Misdir- he didn't have misdirection to. on purpose, though. Misdirection. But have so him that say you... it to her. Well, because Instead I think of... he's like, I, yeah, you're right, and I think they're trying to get along the fact that I, I'm not disagreeing with you in in, in the way it, it's there to throw the audience off, hook like no questions asked. But I think you can excuse it or or, or explain it away that he's like, uh oh. She's off her meds, uh, and she's seen Dominique. We have a problem here. Dominique is here. Oh shit! We need to get her back on her meds, or we need to deal with this before something bad happens. Or, or at that point, it hadn't happened. Whatever, whatever. I think it had happened already. But anyway, that I think that's the way to explain it, Dave. But you're not, you're not wrong. It's there to throw the audience off. Yeah, it is. I just wish they would have played it a different way. But I mean. Like I said, I really liked it. I, I oh, how the hell could I? I really, I did, I did like it. The stab scene was good. I felt bad for the guy because he was a good guy. He, he could have been a peeping Tom in the beginning. Although that game didn't make a lot of sense because they said, they said fucking, he's, there's three choices, right, on the peeper show. Stop, yeah. look, and listen. Silence is golden or this way out. 
Okay. Now, obviously, it wasn't silence is golden because he didn't stay. But stop looking. Listen, it could have been stop looking. Listen, because he yeah. did stop. He did look. He turns around and goes in the other direction. But who's to say you can't still listen? Oh, th- th- those right? I, I guessed wrong. Put it that way. When I was playing the game along with the I guessed wrong. And how, how long is that show? Two minutes? We saw the whole show. <laughs> like, I mean, what show is that? We saw beginning and end, and they both lost. Okay, see you um, next week, folks. We're like, what? Like, <laughs> no one had another option to win, but I agree. Another thing I agree with, I, I, really those, the choices all could have blended into one another. Other yeah. than he wasn't, is he going to sit and leer? Should have been one. Sit and leer, you know, stand back and listen, or walk away. That right. should have been like the, the but, options. Like three distinct kind of version so i agree with you you're right <laughs> yeah it's what are you doing but anyway i do yeah. like the guy because he was a good guy he did all this stuff he even it's kind of awkward that you know they, they made love that night when they did get together they and love. there doesn't seem to be any type of <laughs> exactly <laughs> there was no discussion about her scars and her twin you would think that he would know right you, you're you're laying down this woman and she has this big cut here yeah you would think there would be some type of discussion about you try it. Try to fuck and... first and foremost. Well, yeah, he's going to do what he's going to do. But you, she would think that she would mention a sister or a, a, a thing. Either way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, honey, my daughter's down here. I'm using the mixer, so. You're using the mixer? What are you doing? I'm making cupcakes. Whoa! I want some cupcakes. Like She's making cupcakes. Uh, do it up. Are you recording? Yeah, I'm recording. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's, hey, it's okay. Hey. You're down here. See, Christian's over here tell on the... Tell me how the uh, cupcakes are, because since I can't have one. He said, he said, tell you how they are. He said, you can't have one. But, of course, she can't hear you. But yeah. here she is, everybody. I was thinking maybe doing a Saw series after we watch the movies. You and I could do short little things if you wanted to. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Well, we'll see. There you go, listeners. She said that, so... Awesome. We'll see. That's She pulled up an adult. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> that means it's never going to happen. We know what the right? answer to we'll see is. Yeah, maybe later. Right. Uh, we'll see. That means fuck off, kid. You're not. We're not doing it. So she just. She pretty much said, "Fuck off, Dad. We're not going to do the sauce series." <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's always the same. We'll it's see. Always, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I really hope you do. But I want to, but I don't have faith in her. That's all I'm saying. She doesn't. That's. I don't want to get my hopes up. So. So yeah, Dominique is here. Ba 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 ba. The phone lady thing was funny. You know. The fu- and, and the yeah. real good use of the split screen in yes. this movie. Yep. It's Maybe the scenarios. best use of it. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Love yeah. it. And and so I agree. Good. You see it from the two different angles. Great. Uh, the cleanup uh, 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 and what he has to go through and he bangs his head and everything else. Like things are just not easy. There's, there's a bit of a struggle. I love that aspect of it. And then the, the fact that she's a reporter that did a little bit of a, a piece on the on the police that wasn't necessarily, you know, in the best light. So they're not necessarily jumping up and down with helping her right out of the gate or believing her. Uh, I, I love that. And that's established well. Uh, so, yeah, there's there is quite a bit to like here. I just I'm just not sure that when the reporter continues through um in her journey of figuring out in that third act, I just was not fond of like, I like how she got mistaken, how, how he had to cover up the doctor and made her seem like she was an escape patient or, or, or a new patient, excuse me, not escape, but new. I thought that was cool, but everything that followed just felt re- repetitious at that point. I feel like we knew, like I said, I'm being repetitious because I felt like we knew it all. 
I don't mean to jump it. And I know you have more note, notes there, but what was that with that freaky? I know the guy, the, the guy that she hired on as a private eye found the couch and he's still a full character. Cause now he's, he's up on a, uh, on I a don't light get post that. looking down and all this Bernard Herman music is going, okay. So he found the couch. So is it all that, that he's going to prove that there was a murder? I guess that's what we're alluding to. Like, but why so dramatic? Like, and why is he in character still? Who's going to out him? in that area but he it is him right he's up pretending that he's like yes. a, a, a on a hydro pole and he and and the bernard herman music is swelling because we've seen the couch that's been delivered somewhere and it's just been pushed to the side and, it, and the camera sort of pans back and we see him up there big full character on this hydro pole finding or seeing that the couch is there and the swelling music is there and it ends and all I can say is like, okay, he found the couch, but why couldn't it literally be the couch is there and we pan back and he's in his van and we're looking at the couch. Like what's with him being in character as a hydropole technician? Did Hold on. Did they show the couch in that scene? Yeah. At the very end. That's what it starts on. You oh. see the couch is being offloaded onto whatever the platform and then the camera pans back and he's up on the hydropole and the music see? is like doing that dude, like the big Bernard Herman sweep. Okay, my, my last note was I don't understand the end. And the reason I don't understand it is because the cop told the reporter, who now denies it because she's been hypnotized, but he told her that he knows it, that he, that the body is in the couch. So if that's the case, wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? Wouldn't they have already acquired the dead body? So now it makes no sense that this guy is on his own following it. He would have been the one to tell the cops there's something in the couch. Yeah, and then he wouldn't be questioning the girl, she said there's no body because there's no murder. So if he's asking, why would he need her at all no, if there's I think, a body on the couch? You, you know what, Dave? I think I think we just, by, by joking about this, I think we've got it. I think she always assumed, remember, they she sent that guy to go check the couch. So... He, she thinks the body's in there, and that guy obviously is doing his job. The no, guy no, on the no, no. Is doing it. No, but so when the she's told the cops this, so now the cop is now asking her. But because she's been hypnotized to say there's no body, he's like, "Well, there's you said there's a body." She's like, "There's no, there's no murder because there's no body, or there's no body in the couch, or whatever." Now I think that last no, shot no, no. is to establish that he's tracked the couch down, so he will find that there's a body in it. And no, so the, hold on. The, 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 okay, you're mistaken. She never mentions the couch to the cops. She stops using the cops, goes okay. to the detective. True. The detective You're tells right. her she's in the couch. Then from that moment on, you don't see her interact with cops at all. She takes it upon herself to follow the fucking thing. The guy continues to follow because she st- stays at the hotel. And then the mm. next day, she follows Dominique. And pardon me. She follows the other sister, Debbie, whatever the fuck your name is. And, and her husband, to the fucking place that ends up being the, the, the doctor's but a facility. So she does, she has no more interaction with police after that. He tells her, he calls her on the, remember he says, he goes, the, 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 the body's in the couch and I'm going to stay with this couch. So the cops know nothing of the couch, but then they tell her that it's uh, in the couch, implying that, that I thought by then true. it's over and they, they've worked with the private detective and he's told them the body's in the couch. Well, if the cops know, and the detective know the body's in the couch. Why would the detective be on his own? And why would they be going back to her to it, question her? They would just be tailing. Yeah, if that lie, because I mean, that scene is weird. And it's not even like a Quentin Tarantino, like out of sequence 
shot like that that happened earlier because it, it really does end on that the only thing i could think of is if you do say that they say that line it's either a mistake or they don't actually say the body's in the couch but if they do say the cops do say the body's in the couch then it must have been related at some point or it's an error uh but then because that last shot i guess the only thing you can think of but i still don't understand why he's in character as a hydropole technician i still get that part is well, I get that. Yeah, why not? It's just he's a detective and he wants to fucking survey. But there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no bad people. It's just delivery guys putting the couch out. So there's nobody for him to to oh. to to not to be in hiding for or to play a character for at this point. He's literally just following this couch and figuring out where the destination would be. The only thing I could think of is maybe it was delivered to an area where he couldn't get to and maybe he had to scale this, but there's no explanation. It's just the end of the movie. So that the only the only way I can explain that is they weren't too sure, but by him tracking down the couch, they will find out. I guess is is the way it's yeah. supposed to be played out. But the funny the the fact that we both kind of question it uh, obviously yeah. does question the ending. I thought it does not ruin the movie. It does not ruin the movie. But I just find that the third act went into areas that I wasn't as excited about uh, as the first two. And I and I I, I do like yeah. the, I do like how it eventually plays out. Just that whole sequence with them being laid together and that the unveiling of the story. I just thought at that point, I feel like I you know we knew it already. Like I said, yeah, I just I lost interest. It's like I was at that point, I was like, with your pipe, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I just wanted it to end at that point. As soon as all this stuff started happening, I'm like, where are they going here? Why is she being checked in? Why you really can't fight hard? So I could just walk into some fucking place and they say, hey, hey, you're a patient. Everyone's gonna believe it. And I'm fucking. I literally say, my car's right outside and my ID's in the wallet. Go check yeah. right now. I'm gonna refuse. But they all just fucking hook, line, and sinker. Oh well, if he's this guy, just the doctor walks in and says it's true, it must be true. We're just gonna fucking bring you in and fucking well possess you. There's there's a bit <laughs> of a leap of faith there, but I do feel like they did a, a couple of exchanges of dialogue to allow it to be true. And, and whatnot, he whispers to the one and the other, and I get it. Like, I would be like, no, but I'm outside. You I'm, know? You call the cops. I'm not going anywhere. My car's out there with my ID. No one leaves here. Let's call the police. Whatever. Now, again, I it, within movie reality, I think they explained it away enough. Um, I didn't mind that because I thought that was a cool little thing. It's just then the therapy session, if you will, or whatever that follows uh, is odd, but then him hypnotizing her is fine. Because then after he's dead, uh, um, she you know has that interaction with the police. Um, but then, they, of course, they're going to find the, the couch. So it's I, I'm still cool with it. I mean, I don't I don't uh, I don't have massive problem with it. I'm just saying I just fall out of it in that in that third act a bit as well. But not not enough to to bring down my rating significantly. But I, you know what? Having said that, based on where we started this conversation, and I don't usually do this. If if you know you you've done the show enough with me uh, for the reviews, or I I don't usually change my rating. But I did have a rating at the beginning, and I'll I'll slightly I'll slightly adjust it accordingly. So I was at an eight, and I, I'm going down to a oh. seven point five. Okay. For, for the movie. Uh, there you go. I'm at a seven. I've been at a seven the whole time. The first time I watched, that's what I gave it. The second time, it's a seven. So. We're in the same ballpark. I just yeah. wish they didn't do the third act the way they did. And then to make it worse, what they did in the very end with their questioning didn't make sense. Man, if I could just make sense out of that. Yeah. I'm going to have to know, you know what? It's making me want to go watch that again. I've got the Criterion Blue. 
So nice. I'm going to I'm going to uh, I'm going to check it out once again. Um, I didn't check any special features because I just didn't have time, but uh, maybe I'll, I'll I'll dive into seeing if there's any um, any special. I'm pretty sure there is, but it's it's solid and there's some great like there's some great Brian De Palma isms here, just like there are in all of his movies where he uses the trademarks of of his films with like split screen and and, and large nods to Hitchcock. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. I dig it. I. Man, that first hour was so good. I was really, I was really engaged, you know. Agreed. But that's okay. Agreed. So I've seen this one. Do we do body double for the show, or do we just do dress to kill? Well, we did body double as well because I remember us all three of us talking about it. I just get um, confused I, between the two of and, them. And I, I, that one actually, I think, just dropped. So it was about a year and a half or so ago because I think that just dropped on uh, regular the regular feed, the anchor, uh, pay, uh, the Apple podcast feed like an episode or two ago, because um, I mentioned uh, someone made a comment on our YouTube thing. Cause I think I made a mention that um, it's almost like a parody of, uh, of uh, the Palma film in a sense. Uh, oh, okay. That, it, I don't it, remember almost what went, I... it almost went like, like 11 out of 10, <laughs> you know, crank to 11, oh. like we say, uh, in the Palma 11. isms, but not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but it, 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 it just, you know, I didn't find it as strong. Like uh, Carrie and Dressed to Kill from his horror, uh, from his horror movies, seem to be my favorites. I love, I like Sisters. I like The Fury. I like Body Double. Uh, I like Raising Cain. Like they're always interesting to watch. Um, right. I feel like I'm missing one, but anyway. Uh, but then, of course, Blowout is probably my, again, one of my favorites of his. That's not a which I still story. haven't seen. Maybe that's the one I, I like the most. Well, not more than Carrie. I don't but. know. I don't know. Like my wife hates that movie. She doesn't understand why I love it so much, hmm. but I love it. Yeah, but I, I think it's it. I I, I, I loved it every time from when they released the widescreen laser disc. That's from the moment. That's when I really like that laser disc was like amazing to me. Uh, and now, of course, you can get it like proper. I've got the criterion of that as well. Uh, that looks great in in the blue in the, in the Blu-ray. I think it's a a scan for two K or four K scan. But they haven't come out with a four K release of that yet. Yet, anyway. Yeah. But man, that looks great. Yeah, I gotta see it. I, I, I'm sure I'll like it. It's it's highly regarded, I believe. I don't think it's just a movie that you gravitate to. No, know? no. I mean, I you know, funny enough, Quint, I, uh, not funny enough. I mean, Quentin Tarantino. It's one of his favorites, or it's always up there as one of his favorite films. There so you go. There, there are people that it, love man. the movie. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I love it. And, and again, it, it's cool because there's a, there's a horror element to the movie too. So. Yeah. Is this Canadian too, or am I wrong? Do I, do I see Canadian stuff in here? I know I saw something with Canada over the weekend. It had to be that. What else did I watch? Oh, uh, not that I recall. I think okay, maybe, maybe she's wrong. from Quebec. She's from Quebec. Uh, maybe there is something that has to do with that. Maybe you're right. from Quebec, I believe. I, I remember seeing a Canadian flag in, in a movie too. What the hell? Well, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe I was thinking that. I don't know. Interesting. French Canadian. Oh, well. Right, right. FC. But the production was American. I'm, I again, I, I, I'm guessing. I'm not. I, I don't want to f my screen up, and I'm not going to get on my phone. But are we? Are we pulling no. for next? Are we pulling for the the yeah, next year? Pull. Yeah, let's pull. Let me Could see. If be, I we've can had find both that. of our birth years now. Yeah, it's on. Yeah. Okay. Let me find my uh, randomizer. Which one do I use for this? Let's see. 1965 and 2014. Yeah, this is the one. Okay. Yeah, this is with the orders. 
2077, 65, 83, 74, 2005, 1972. It is the history of them all. Nice. So, so here's so this, this is what's coming running. up next. Yeah. 75. Well, there you go. See it? Yeah. Well, I already going to watch one of them today, but we've already done Jaws on the show. So Jaws won't be an option. <laughs> Did we do Deep Red? No. No. And I got that beautiful 4K. Lucky you. So what are we going to, uh, that's going to be interesting because if we do, if that does win, what, uh, which one are we watching? Well, if it does win, I always say go with the original. Don't go with the fucking Profondo Rosso. I hate to say it, but yeah. Um, Let's see what else is here. Dead Don't Die, Death at Old Mansion, Deep Red, Devil's Reign, Eyeball, The Ghoul. I would really like to do uh, a Deep Red just because that gives me a reason to watch this. But I think that would be... I, another, I, I honestly think that would, I would be shocked that that doesn't win because we seem to have a lot of uh, Argento fans. Yeah, Night of the Seagulls we've done. Picnic at Hanging Rock, Brandon's favorite. Race with the Devil, reincarnate. Oh, I never seen. Maybe never this seen will, Maybe Solo. we can. Maybe we can get. Uh, I don't want to watch Solo. Maybe I've never we can seen get it. Brandon. Shivers. Maybe we can get Brandon back for that one. <laughs> oh, Shivers would be good too. Yeah. Well, that's it. I'm telling you, man. If we if we put that to a, a, a vote right now, it would be probably be shivers and deep red. Um, but trilogy of leverage, terror. Oh yeah, I'd love to watch trilogy of terror. Man, kiss of the tarantula. I don't know what that is. Criminally is that insane. Fucking... Criminally insane. Criminally insane is one. The ghoul, eyeball, and Berto Lenzi. Hmm. The devil's reign. I watched eyeball. Um, I have a, I had a bootleg uh, DVD of that. I believe. Oh, the dead don't die. I'm not even. Huh. I'm not gonna. I, if you want to watch Salo, you can vote for it. I will not even have that on the running for mine. I I have no. Then I won't put it up. I've always that. wanted to. Oh, Stepford Wives. I fucking love Stepford Wives. Huh. That's what I'm. Day of the Locust. There's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of options. Of course, as usual. <laughs> Was Shivers the one I didn't like? I saw one of them, and it didn't really fucking do much for me. Hold on. And I wanted to love it. What the, I, mean, I, I confuse Shivers and Rabbit. I think. I think Rabbit Shivers is the one different. that takes place in the um, in the apartment building, and Rabbit's a little bit more. Rabbit goes into like you know other areas as well. Like Shivers is literally um, for the duration of the film, pretty much in the apartment building. Yeah. Okay. That's probably not it. Then. Then I think it was Rabbit that I saw that I that I was a little bit let down by. I thought it was going to be, I, for whatever reason, I was just kind of bored with it, is what it was. Rose, motorcycle accident. The Rock yeah, I can't picture show. <laughs> yep. Race with yeah. the Devil. Bug. That I've always wanted to see Bug only from that that shot, that infamous shot of that, that big cockroachy-like thing on the girl's face, on her eye. It's always freaked me out as a kid, but huh. I never watched the movie. <laughs> For whatever reason, well, we'll we'll come up with five or four, whatever it is. We'll come up with them. I mean, you gotta assume deep red and shivers are gonna be there, and then. Well, now how do we want to do it? Do we just want to put five out there like we've been doing and let them pick, and then yeah. have the top two go, or do we yeah. want to put them in little buckets so it's like shivers versus deep red, and then two others, and then we do six, but it's like. They all they all fight for a chance to win, but we make it That'd difficult. Like we put it deep red versus shivers because we thought, oh, those would both be the ones that would win. But maybe if they're against each other, they've got to pick one of those. Oh, and interesting. It makes it difficult. You know what I'm saying? 
That could be something. Deep Red versus Shivers, and um, what were the other ones you're looking at? Trilogy of Terror versus whatever. Criminally Insane or whatever. I don't know. I'm just pulling one out. Stepford Wives. I fuck. Yeah. Uh, what else? But then, 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 then we're gonna be what do you call it? Then there'd be too many movies. Oh, well, we could just do. We could literally just do four, or well, uh, unless you yeah. put them like unless we're putting unless we do eight, and then we have them like like so we're doing actually we start with eight movies. And then the winners of that whittle down to four, and then the winners of that whittle down to two. So a lot of voting. That's how we'll keep the patron alive this month. Are you with me? <laughs> Lots of blow. Okay, so that's what we'll do. We'll set up battles. Okay, because yeah. what did you say? Bug? You like bug? Well, I just like the idea because it's always creeped me out, that image, since I was a little kid. All right, well, then that, that's something, man. I mean, shit. And then we, I guess we should throw Salo in there. I mean, I, I don't want to watch it, but... Again, well, if it's yeah, but what if it comes up? You don't want it to fuck. If you don't want to watch it, then don't do it. I mean, you know? it's it's got to win just out of eight. It's got to win out of eight. And and uh, if people want us talking about people eating shit, then we'll talk about people eating shit. I guess uh, it's just one scene, so that doesn't done it bother. Before. Me. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, trilogy of terror, Stepford Wives, Shivers, Bug. That's four. Solo would be yeah. five. What else? Did you have Deep Red already on that list? Nope. Deep Red would be six. I guess we could put Picnic a Hanging Rock on there. Yeah. And Why is seven. that showing up as uh, a horror film for me? It's not, or it is? It, well, it was. I just. Oh, it is. It is. Sorry. It's yeah. on that list. I was like. And then there's Criminally Insane, only because I remember that being. Wasn't Crazy Fat Ethel? I think it's one hour, one minute. So you tell me that that's not a short movie. One hour, and one oh. minute. Criminally Insane. <laughs> really? Wow. No shit. Crazy Fat Ethel. Oh, wow. Yeah. 250 pounds of maniacal fury. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm kind of curious about that one. Crazy Fat Ethel, a.k.a. <laughs> criminally Insane. Wow. Well, we'll put up the oh, eight. There you go. Yeah, we'll put yeah. up the eight, and we'll, we'll, uh, and we'll do them in buckets, and, and we'll make it very difficult. So, like, if we put Deep Red versus Shivers... Like that, that you know, you know that they'll they then they have to fight, and then only one of them's getting in. That's cool. That's a good idea. Nice. All right, we can do this. We can do this. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. Well, there you All go. Right. We well, finished. We're good. We did. That, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. Nothing else to say. Let me check my notes. Was there anything else I wanted to bring up that was worthwhile? I don't think so. Nope. The poles, booby traps, Frenchicle. Yeah, we got it all. <laughs> I got all that good stuff out there, you know? Awesome. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we'll see you again this month at least one more time. We'll we'll begin the votes, and we'll take it from there. So thanks for being patient. Everything should be regular once August gets here, back to normal. For sure. So, good thing we didn't end up doing Summer Series because we might not have been able to finish it. Not summer sausage, excuse me, summer sausage, not summer sauce. <laughs> Good thing. So, yeah, but that's what next year is for. We'll see what happens between now and then. And I'm okay to do uh, year of the year all through uh, August. I don't mind. I think we get enough time to it's BS fun. as well, and then we get, we just do a couple of movies. Like I'm, I'm really cool with that. So uh, yeah, that way, not? yeah, that way, uh, you know, you feel like there's some. Even though people have commented that they they don't they don't have a problem with those BS shows. You know, maybe we'll just over deliver in the summer. Yeah. We're under delivering right now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. We'll do a little bit of both. Right. <laughs> we're, we're, we're over delivering because we're under delivering, <laughs> basically. So, anyway, awesome. We'll, 
Okay, well, see you guys next time. Only 20 more shows, well, in, in, in the big one. But get those lists in. Thank you. And uh, everybody be safe. Enjoy your summer. We love you. Peace.